What's that squeaking It's squeaking, baby. I thought it was Joe. I thought it was the bird on the wire. Feet coming back is squeaking. Broadcast Group Incorporated. Squeak, squeak. What is that? I have no light. I hear nothing. New from Interrogation Toys, it's the board game that's making a huge splash. Waterboarding! It's waterboarding. The CIA torture tactic is now available for you to play along with at home. It comes complete with table, restraining straps, blindfold, saran wrap, towel, and five different levels of interrogation questions. Are you cheating on me? No! Liar! <laughs> you supply the water faucet, we'll supply the fun. Yay! You'll never be bored playing waterboarding. Get your family and friends to tell the truth. Torture your neighbor who never mows his lawn. Or use it as some sort of weird sexual fetish. Waterboarding. Available nowhere. Some setting going on on your end. Got to be your something. End. Must be uh, Greg's fault. I, I think it is. See, I don't hear it when I speak, but when, when anything comes from over there now, and it wasn't that way before the show. Right, even me? Well, no. not, not when you okay. said it like that. Try it again. Hello, hello, hello. Oh, it just stopped squeaking. All right. I hope. Maddening. Just to remember all the, well, I'm sure you do, all the dropouts we used to have those few times. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, but, well, this isn't like that, but it, sound, it sounds like a uh, bird on a wire, you know what I mean? Like uh, mm-hmm. all the S's are like kind of yeah. like that. Oh, <coughs> not a good start this morning, boy, let me tell you. Not a good start. But we are streaming. We're streaming and I'm screaming. Now, let me hear you uh, say something else. One bright day in the middle of the night, two dead boys got up to fight. Oh, it stopped uh, It stopped doing that. All right. I think it's sabotage. I think uh, somebody is in engineering sticking their finger in, their, in each other's, yeah, something like that. And the level is strange, too. Maybe it's because, uh, you know, Greg isn't exactly sure what the settings are. And, of course, Cordis was in there. Oh, well, you know, I could do the show today. Is that what he said? Yeah. Oh, and there's the uh, the uh, bird on the wire just came back again. Huh. When you spoke. Yeah, he said he could have done the show today, but he's not. And poor Greg's got to do, like, double duty today. <laughs> duty. Double, uh, double duty. It's not a problem, Neil. No problem at all. <laughs> well, at least you're not squeaking anyway. That's good. But when George speaking, when Joe was talking, it was like squeak, 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 squeak. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Sounded like Rodney the Rodent. Idaho Senator Larry Craig is currently seeking intern applications for the summer term, which runs from May to August. <laughs> the application deadline is March 15. However, if more time is needed for the application process, please contact Senator Craig's office for an extension. Just tap three times, and he'll know what you want. Craig's offers paid internship. What? What? Paid internships within the Washington D.C. office. Preference is given to Idaho applicants attending Idaho schools who are in their junior or senior years of college. Interns have the chance to be an essential part of working congressional office. Said Craig, they participate in the legislative process as well as ensure that constituent services run smoothly. Just uh, it's a treat to tap your feet on the Mississippi Tea Room mud or something like that. I don't know. Very bizarre. Did you watch that debate last night? Not. No. Not. At all. It was on, but I was on the telephone uh, ranting and raving and gnashing and just carrying on like a petulant child. Chicken X, uh, FedEx never got here yesterday or today so far. 
I just mentioned that in case he might be listening. Does he listen from the start, or is he sleeping? Uh, he listens from the start, I'm told. You're but told. He, he's he not in the little magic on. box yeah. yet. I don't know where you're at. Go online and track it. That'll give you something to do, Chicken Neck, okay? Here's the poll from yesterday. And aren't you lucky that um, I had a poll all set up there for Very you? Very lucky. I, I knew you up, would. Yeah. I was confident. What people party the best? We had 1,082 vote. The Irish, 245. Right on. Brazilians, 214. Now, when you said right on, it was like, there, there's something going on in this uh, deal here. This is bizarre. I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's not, it's, I never heard this before in my life. It's not that same thing from the other day where we were getting the echo? No, it's not okay. an echo. It's a squeak. It's like mm. a, a pinging, if I can say that. No. I know. No, don't make can't. anything out of that. No, not that. Gay men, 183. They know how to party. Uh, party. Speaking of pinging. Celebrities, 92. Americans, 91. Italians, 64. Manja, manja. Cubans, 51. Jamaicans, 42. Blacks, 40. The Dutch, only 39. And that's why they're closing everything down over there. It's uh, going to be a very sterile place. And people are going to stop going there. And they're going to say, oh, gee, what did we make that mistake for, huh? And Russians, only 21. Russians just uh, drink a lot of vodka and screw their brains out. Well, that's a start, no, no, they, I guess. They party. They're just not uh, representing oh. the audience. Now, l- listen. I want what? you to listen. I don't know how you do it. Play something. Play like... Um, like what? Like the legal ID? Something out of the DC. to entertain. It's Neil Rogers Middays. Sports Radio 560. WQAM. Miami. Fort Lauderdale. It's squeaking. It's it's like there's a squeaking in, in the audio. There's something screwed up on you right now. Maybe it was that power failure yesterday. I don't Maybe. know. Shall I alert an engineer and reset sure. everything yes. during a break? Yes, it's, okay. it's unacceptable. I don't know if it's going on the ear like that. That's, I, I what, hope uh, that's what we'll do during the break, then. We'll reset. Sounds like Zimfar has invaded the audio on that end right. with his uh, magic flute. God, it sounds like crap. Every time you turn around, here's some other... Technical insanity going on at QAM, which just never, never ends. And what's Joe going on there, belly aching about? Oh my God, David Sampson and the Marlins. You know something? Nobody, we don't need the Marlins. Okay, screw them. They've always had, even under the prior ownership, when John Henry was, uh, or whatever his name was, isn't that his name, John Henry? Yes. Even when he was there, it was the same thing. I remember that day I walked in there and somebody in the control said, "Oh, crazy. Morning, must and they looked nuts. at me like." Uh, I must be Crazy, I must be nuts. Like, oh, there's that son of a bitch. There's that damn a faggot that's destroying our franchise. Right. It was all my fault, John Henry, you idiot. You quizzling. You fairy. Right. You little... Oh, somebody should have just stepped on him. Nobody cares about the freaking Marlins, okay? So quit getting all bent out of shape, Joe. We can live without him. We'll survive somehow. We'll, we'll, we'll uh, get by. Am I right? Yeah. I won't miss him. Now, see, there you go, squeaking again. Now, is it on the air like that or what? I have to find out from somebody who's listening. Is there anybody who's listening? <laughs> no. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not taking any calls to find out, but we need to, like, get an email or something like that. Maybe our correspondent, Brandon, can tell me if that squeaking is on the air. I'm just hearing it up here. Maybe it's just in the return. You think that could be? In fact, let me uh, do something. Do something. Do something. Hey, I just heard myself again. Yeah. Okay. Well, echo, I echo, well echo. listen, I, I can do that, and then you'll hear yourself all the time. How's that? All right. All right. Woo, woo. Time tunnel. Okay, I got rid of that. But I'm not seeing any, uh, so maybe the squeaking is not here. Maybe I'm just hearing it, which is enough to drive me nuts. Okay, here's today's poll. So, hey, I got the tracking information here, finally. Yes. Uh, sent on February 25th. Uh-huh. It's uh, at the local FedEx facility February 26th. Uh-huh. They haven't delivered it yet? Apparently not. 
Well, that's that's great. What service that is, huh? I always said I love FedEx, and I do, but you're still squeaking, and nobody is responding. Nobody's telling me. Maybe they're not listening. I don't know. Nobody is telling me whether that damn squeaking is on the air or not, but it's just enough to drive Maybe me Woody nuts. Graber knows he's calling me on my cell phone. Are we squeaking on the air, Woody Graber? We're not. I'm not squeaking on the air, so it's just the return. It's just the return. Well, isn't that great? So, in other words, again, so we'll reset like everything it, during the break. How's that? What? We'll reset everything during oh, the I'll break. Oh, I'll tell you what. I'm going to reset it now. Really? Well, that's more exciting when I do it right, that go way. Go for it. I'm going to reset it. Okay, let me go behind the thing here. Maybe I'll get tried. Maybe I'll get electrocuted. What do you think? Oh, yeah. Shocking. Why should I whistle a tune? We can have a professional whistle a tune on a pan flute. Saddest looking bunch of Andean Indians you ever saw in your life. But they play happy music. Now wouldn't that have been something if I never came back? Oh, you? now you're garbling. Can, can you, you hear what? Can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, you were garbling a little bit. Am I okay now? Sounds like it. How do I sound? And I don't. Th- I think I got rid of it. Woo! Yeah. There's no more. Right. No more bird on the wire. Maybe it had something to do with that power outage all over South Florida yesterday. Yeah. All that insanity. It's a terrorist attack. Ah! It's a terrorist. Ah! Let's see. Uh, Brandon says uh, it would be a nice day without any problems. Oh, I agree with that. It says you're clear or you're queer, something like that. Yeah. Thanks. Brandon. Either one. Yeah, both. I'm both. Clear and queer. Yay. So that's good. I got rid of that uh, crap on this end. It was uh, something here, I guess. Uh, say something. Mm-hmm. Something, something, something. Excellent. It's gone. Nice going, Neil. As I do my own engineering right. work once again. Yeah, so the Marlins are all upset with uh, Joe Bell. And uh, see, Joe isn't a negotiator. He's a hard ass. That's the way he does business. And, you know, that's, that's the way he does it. He doesn't make offers. He doesn't make a, a nego- He doesn't negotiate. He just gives ultimatums, and that's the way it works. Take it or leave it. You know, that's just his uh, style. Mm-hmm. And as far as Clarence doing something stupid, I mean, is there anything new about that? No. Of course not. I mean, you know, he's he he could screw up a wet dream, that Clarence. Not his own, of course, because he don't have the goods to do that, but that's beside the point. So anyway, that package will probably be here sometime today, maybe tomorrow, whenever they get around to it, you know. Right. And I'll wait. Like Sonny said, Santino, I'll wait. Oh, I sure hope that's not on again today. That was not good the other day. I think that's. <laughs> I think it was good. Das Boot is on. Really? Oh, we could hear the talk German. Ach du Liebe. Is it in German? Yeah, subtitled. They're not speaking, though. Good movie, though. Ever see it? No. Oh, yeah, I never good saw movie. Das Boot. Mm-hmm. I saw it in the theater back in the day. They're mumbling. In German. They're mumbling, and it's very, very dark. Mein Gott. Dark and red. Yeah, well, that's what it looks well, like. Well, they're on some kind of a ship or a boat or Submarine. something. Submarine. Well, we got no Godfather. Ah. Although I am hearing... Now, wait a minute. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hello. Hello. Greg is probably wondering, gee, is it like this every day on the show? No, yes, really, yes. not like this, but yeah. we have some a variation of this. You know, there's always some technical difficulty because it's QAM. That's just a QM FN way. It's not always like this. Sometimes we have problems. Yeah. No, I'm hearing like a, uh, I don't know, like some kind of a high pitch. Maybe it's like feedback. Maybe you have tinnitus. How about like that? Woo! Like that's that. feedback. Yeah, yeah we that's good. That is feedback. Do that. 
All right, so we'll tell you all about the uh, FPNL thing, which they don't know anything. There. Well, it was a little fire, and all of a sudden everybody didn't have power. Mitt Romney <laughs> might come back because of John McCain's blonde problem, but now we got a new poll that shows John McCain is ahead of both uh, Barack and uh, Swillery. I didn't watch the debate last night. I think they ought to cut the no, debates out already. Watch that video I sent you? No, I, okay. I, I, I watched it, but I didn't listen to the audio. Yet. Okay. I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to, you know. I'll later. All right. Later. I got, I got issues like life, you know what I'm saying? I do. I, have no I, life. I understand one. that. So anyway, after that, we'll uh, come back and maybe uh, do some stuff. What have we got on today? It's Wednesday, the DA show. What? Huh? The DA show, two to four. What, what does that mean? Where's Jerks today? Is he out heating it again? He's traveling to L.A., actually, yes. Oh, and then when, when Joe said that it was a good win for the team, oh, my God. What a, what a <laughs> sense of humor that Joe Rose has got, you know? A good win for the team. They won ten games all season long. They were a disgrace. And, uh, no, I'm, I'm hearing uh, some high pitch. It's in the line, I think. You can't hear that? No. Either that or it's my ears. How about if I put my fingers in my ears? Now I don't hear it. There you go. Bad dog four to seven. Hurricanes warm up seven to seven thirty. Oh my God! No wonder we got no Clarence today. That's why everything's all screwed up. U.M. at Clemson. Clarence must be away with uh, do his basketball duties. Then then the beast tonight nine forty five until midnight. You want to be sure and miss that. No Clarence. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio five sixty Q A M. The sports leader. Back in the day when someone done us wrong. We didn't take their crap In Pearl Harbor When the Japs dropped their bombs We bombed them back And now the Saudis They hit us hard And on our cards Our little flags wave At that Saudi-loving Retired Points of honors The wrong way And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where they follow moves like sheep The United States of arrogance Led by Bush and his family Breathing at this country Handling towards the darkest days in our history I don't want to be a Pax American In the USA What's a few thousand innocent lives? Stop living in the past. If you want that SUV to drive, you're going to need more gas. It's the greatest country in the world. They train us to believe. And anyone who says that, obviously, can't afford to leave. And I'm embarrassed to be an American Where we patriotically Wave a flag in one hand With our head in the sand And blindly follow the powers that be Apathetic Watching state run news On a 65-inch screen Scratch your part Everything's okay In the USA uh-huh. 
how come you got to bleep out balls there? Scratch your balls and the fart and like that. Why can we? I mean, I mean, this station's about balls, right? Footballs, baseballs, basketballs, right? Puck balls, stuff like that. Here's a, a fax that's very depressing to me because it's from one of our longtime regular faxes. I can tell by the header on here, and to come to find out, this uh, person is illiterate. Just a thought for a poll. It says, if you could get away with it, would you murder, rape, steal, adultery? Yeah. And look at the way adultery is spelled. By I, I didn't. Hey, we don't count for spelling. It's radio. Would you, if you get away with it, would you adultery? Yes, I would. Insurance fraud? Not pay tax? Hurt someone? And then blank, blank, let's see what kind of sick audience you've got. And it's signed, bread, B-R-E-D. Right. Not bread like David Gates and bread. Well, that's like, better because we have a lot of inbreds. It's what kind of name is bread. that, bread? Maybe that's half a name. Maybe in is the other name. Right, made up. Inbred. By the way, I'm Boy, that's to... sad. No, I'm not putting that in my pool pile. That's very, very sad. Then I'm okay, going to use re... that. Hey, oh, what? I'm supposed to tell you that uh, lentil uh, soup is Jewish. Somebody uh, emailed. Get out of here. Lentil soup is Jewish. I'm Googling hey, it. Hey, right you now. didn't. You First, know. here's the poll, and then I'm going to Google it. That yeah. is the I thought lentil soup you eat at uh, Lent. I don't know. What do I know? If you eat lentil soup at hey, Lent, then how the hell can you Just because you ripped Jewish? off all the German food, that doesn't mean that you ripped off all the good German food. Sometimes you Which of these people do you find more repulsive? Most, it's supposed to say most repulsive, but that's okay, Eric. Nobody's perfect, even me. 685 volt already. I don't think we'll make a 1,000. You never know, and if we don't, it'll be Greg's fault. Ann Coulter, 254. Rush Limbaugh, 174. Bill O'Reilly, 73. Jewel Lieberman, 72. He got my vote. He makes all the others pale into insignificance. Oh, Howard Kurtz, he's repulsive. Howard Kurtz, CNN, Washington. Get out of here. Go away. Uh, I like them all, 47. 47 uh, Nazis in training out there. Sean Hannity, 41. Robert Novak, 17. And Matt Drudge, he's only got seven. Miss Fudge. Lentil soup. So there you go. I'm Googling it. All right. Lentil soup. I don't want recipes, okay? I don't want no recipes. They've got thousands of recipes, it says. I want to know uh, what it's all about. Lively up your... I don't want to know that. Oh, here we go. Wikipedia will tell us. That's here right. Here we go. Oh, you're right. It's got a Hebrew name to it, so it must be and also an Arabic name. So all the Semites mm-hmm. are into lentil. I don't know. Well, that makes sense. It sounds like huh? something that they, uh, that they raise there in the Middle East. Lentils. Ooh. Yentil? Yeah, see? Rhymes with lentil. Jesus, God Almighty, that's depressing. You eat lentils on lentils? Lentil. What is well, it, yeah, lentil? I don't care who it's for or who eats it. It's crap. It's caca. It looks like uh, doggy diarrhea. And I wouldn't be surprised if it tastes the same. Lentil soup is a soup which is served hot and made with lentils. It is popular all over the Middle East. Usually Jeez. it's a Jeez. vegetarian soup, but it also can be made with meat stock. Red or green lentils um, may be used in some recipes. Lentils are boiled with vegetables such as carrots, potatoes, parsley, onion, and pureed. Common adding, uh, added flavorings include garlic, cumin, and lemon juice with an addition of croutons for garnish. Lentil soup, Nezid Arashim, is mentioned in the Bible. How do you like that? In Genesis 25:34, Esau is prepared to give up his birthright for a pot of fragrant red lentil soup being cooked by his brother Jacob. Mm, lentil. The ancient Greek dramatist Aristophanes mentions uh, lentil soup in his plays and describes it as the sweetest of delicacies. Lentil soup was once a food for the poor. Today it's recognized as highly nutritious and provides a good source of protein, fiber, iron, and potassium. And uh, not for me. I don't want it. Wow, had something here about Hebrew this and uh, Arabic that. I don't know. Well, let's see. You learn something every day. Show enough. Unlike, uh, you know, the Heat won uh, game. Who gives a crap about the Heat? By the way, the Panthers got Wade Belak. You'll find out what a stiff he is when he gets to town. 
They've been trying to pretend that he's a player here for a long time, a couple of years, and gussy him all up like, oh, look at that, he's got a great personality. You know something? He can't play. He can't play. He's a stiff. But that's the way it goes. It took only three minutes for an overheated switch and then a fire at a power substation near Miami yesterday afternoon to shut down a nuclear plant south of the city and trigger Florida's largest blackout in at least 20 years. Figuring out why is going to take longer. That's the big question. We know what happened, but we really want to know why. And nobody knows. Nobody knows the trouble I've seen. Let me tell you that right now, and you know it. Yeah. <laughs> FPL executives said they can't explain how malfunctions at a substation triggered a domino effect that left at least two and a half million Floridians without power and affected 20 electrical substations as far away as Daytona Beach in Tampa. Internal control should have kept the outages from spreading so quickly and that far, company officials said. So quickly and that far. Very poorly written here by John Holland and Julie Patel in the Sun Sentinel. We still don't know why that didn't work, FPL President Armando Oliveira said. FPL blows. Oh, I'm sorry. can't say that. Company officials do have a grasp on the sequence of events, tracing it from an overheated voltage switch and subsequent fire at the Dade County substation at 1.08 p.m. to a precautionary automatic shutdown of the Turkey Point Nuclear Power Station. What a shame for you that you didn't go off the air yesterday at 1.08. You know, we had a little flicker here, I told you. And so for a, a second there, I thought, window, yeah. yeah, for a second, we thought, Oh, Carabas has got a power great little outage. soup, uh, Brandon said. If you want little soup, Carabas. Not for me. These types of fires are initiated by what amounts to a short circuit, not unlike a short circuit you'd see in your own household, Oliver said. Typically, a disconnect switch fails, failing by itself wouldn't cause these types of widespread problems. But the power failure began at the substation at Flagler 92nd Avenue in Dade and soon affected virtually the entire state, Oliver said. At speak, more than a million electricity customers from all Florida utilities were without power. Most of the outages were in Dade and Broward. Lights started coming on in most areas within an hour. By 4.30, virtually everyone had power back. Thanks, God. Okay? Let's hear it for Florida Plunder and Loot, baby. They're the best. Biggest name. It's the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. is the tackiest thing I've ever seen. Rocks, rocks, rocks. You will find what you are looking for at Rock Mart. Grab a fistful of savings on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile. Protest in style with an assortment of fine igneous and conglomerate rocks. Many sizes available. Pelt with pride with our handsome selection of metamorphic rock and new imported granite chunk. Toss in fashion with a fabulous selection of limestone and shale in the latest new fall colors. Plus, browse our last-minute summer clearance specials on sticks and bottles while supplies last. So, for rock-bottom prices on the Palestinian area's favorite projectile, fling in today to the Rock Mart for a fistful of savings. There's one just a stone's throw away from you. 1032 at 560 WQM. Happy Wednesday. Boy, this month is almost over with, and thank God for that. This has been a bad month here, man, let me tell you. Really? Lots of snow, and oh, yeah. now all of a sudden it's not so much snow, but freezing. Just freezing cool. So you got, what, 89 degrees or something like that, 87? Something, but who's counting? And the power was out yesterday for, uh, like, whole, minus a lot of 14 people. right now, and the high is going to be minus 10. But the sun is shining, man. It looks really nice sitting inside. Looks beautiful. Overnight low tonight is going to be minus 20. Now, can you tell me what that is? Can you got your little chart? I got. Well, I have a, a thermometer over here. I just look at that. What's minus 20 Celsius in Fahrenheit terms? Like uh, it's like uh, nine, eight, nine degrees. Oh, eight or nine above zero. But, uh, wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Plus eight or nine? Now that can't be right. 
Uh, no, like minus uh, four. Minus four, four below zero Fahrenheit? Oh, yeah. brother. Oh, my God. Wow. Heavy duty. Burr. Good, good day to stay in. According yeah. to Josh Romney, the square-jawed son of the erstwhile presidential candidate Mitt Romney, his father's bid to be the first Mormon president might not be over. It ain't over till it's over, baby. And you know what? What? It might not be over. Asked by the Desert Morning News about speculation that his father would rejoin the race given frontrunner John McCain's blondie problem, Josh said it was possible. Not Josh Cordes, Josh Romney. Also making Romney's potential re-entry into the race possible, the fact that he only suspended his campaign as opposed to terminating it, he's got gobs of money and his perfect hair. <laughs> that's what the article says. It's from, uh, I don't know well, that's from. important. You know, look what it did for Reagan. Yeah. For who? Reagan. For Ronnie Reagan? Yeah, he had that dippity doo Yeah, but he didn't have purple hair, though. He had brown. He had kiwi shoe polish hair. That's right. But this guy's got cartoon blue hair, you know, blue eyes and hey. blue hair and... Blue suit. I'll get a lot of votes down here. Even a blue... Wreck him. Yeah, the blue hairs like him. But despite the carrot dangled by Josh Romney, Republican strategist and former Romney employee Kevin Igo doesn't see his former boss re-entering the race. I think it's most unlikely, he says. I'd expect with the Ohio and Texas delegates added to his total, McCain would be very close to securing the nomination. Asked if he thinks there's an opening for Romney to rejoin the race, Igo said he doesn't believe there is. It seems to me the New York Times article actually helped McCain with conservatives, he said. But if there's one thing we've learned about Mitt Romney over the past year, it's that just when you think you have you have to leave the dog at home, he'll strap the sucker to the roof of your car and drive 12 hours, which is to say the dude is nuts. Well, we know that, crazier than other than a fruitcake. Now, there's something that's not just for going, but it's just for people with bad taste. Yeah, it's fruitcake. for fruitcakes. Speaking of Jew food that I don't care for at all, and it's like Russian Jew food, borscht. Okay. Did you ever have borscht? Isn't that like beet That's soup? Like, yeah, yeah, it's like yeah, red diarrhea. Yeah, beets. Oh. Like bloody diarrhea. Ah. Oh, God. Ah. Joe, Jolly Joe Bell has been spewing for a long Ooh. time. Bloody red diarrhea. Beet the soup. Worst. I don't like Ugh. beets to begin with. No, I don't either. Ugh. Well, that, that's in a lot of Jewish uh, foods. Sure. See, there are Jewish foods that are very good, and then there are those that are very, very bad. All Just like the Italians. I mean, Nobody's like gnocchi. Perfect. You ever had gnocchi? Yeah, it's not bad. You like that potato? It's like potato dumplings, man. Oh yeah. God! It can it can be done right. I've had. And I'll tell you another thing. I hate is risotto. Oh, what's wrong with that? God. I like risotto. Mushy rice, See, man. Mushy. I don't. I don't like mushy. Then you then you know you've had I mean? it wrong, right? I don't. I agree with you. Mushy is Mucha bad. Lead. It's not supposed to be mushy. Well, it's mushy. It's supposed to be it's mushy, like it. It you know came from somebody's tooth. Seven hundred twenty-six votes on the poll. Which of these people make you? Uh, do you find most repulsive? That boy, Eric, even changed the wording on there. See how he is so sharp, man. Sharp as a razor blade. Now some days the blade hasn't been you know resharpened in years, but he's sharp. Ann Coulter, two sixty-nine. Rush Limbaugh, one eighty-six. Well, I tell you one thing. Rush used to win these polls by remember by a zillion votes. Yep. Remember those days? I voted for O'Reilly. You voted for who? O'Reilly. He just he just creeps me out. Well, of course, Bill O'Reilly, seventy-six. Don't they all? All these people on the list. Yeah, but put them on there. the way he bobbles his head, just ugh, I don't O'Reilly. understand how anybody can anybody want him. the Bill O'Reilly bobblehead doll? You can use it as a voodoo doll and stick pins in it, especially mm. deep in the Recto. all day. Jew Lieberman, seventy-four, got my vote with no questions whatsoever. Talk about creepy. Talk about erzatz. And, and, and when you stop and think that he was on the ticket with Al Gore in 2000 and why nobody wants to talk about the fact how, beyond a shadow of a doubt, he's the one that really cost the election beside the fixed votes, I mean, my God, it wouldn't even be close at all. A farbition, right-wing, rabid, orthodox Jew on the ticket. All we would have needed was all the, the, uh, the payas and the yarmulke and the whole business and the talus. That would have really cinched it. 
I like them all, 62, uh, 52 idiots, 7% like them all, sure. 52 Nazis, we're going to track them down. Sean Hannity, 44, Robert Novak, 18, and Matt Drudge, 7. You know who we lost off of here? Who now, of course, is a national celebrity because he's on CNN Headline News. Any fascist who comes down the pike, they'll put on the air. And that's that Glenn Beck. Rhymes with Dreck and Schmeck. You want to put him on there? Sure, why not? Glenn Beck. Got it. Obnoxious, revolting, disgusting. I agree. And speaking of obnoxious... Hey, does he have uh, one or two N's in his name? Well, what difference does it make? One, two, three... Uh, well, what difference I'm doing one. God. <laughs> what? <laughs> want to be accurate, you know. To prove how many millions of stupid Americans there are as he emerges from his sometimes bitter primary campaign, presumptive Republican presidential nominee John McCain poses a stiff challenge to either of his potential Democratic opponents in the general election. New L.A. Times Bloomberg poll is found. Every other day there's a new poll. The other day Barack Obama was ahead of him by seven or eight points, and he was ahead of Swillery by a couple. Now... In head-to-head contest, the poll finds McCain leads Clinton by six points, 46 to 40, and Obama by two, 44 to 42. Neither lead is commanded, given that the survey conducted February 21 to 25 has got a margin of error, Maso minus three points. And the Arizona senator is viewed favorably by 61% of all registered voters, including a plurality of Democrats. So they must really love that war, man. They must love warmongers. They must love crazy people that say we're going to be in Iraq for 100 years, maybe 1,000 years, and stuff like that. Oh, my God. They must love uh, W. Uh-huh. You now, even though the polls say that his rating, his favorability is way down, they want another four, maybe eight more years of W if they can keep this old bastard alive that long. Unbelievable. So, speaking of that debate last night, I got an article from a Capitol Hill Blue about the debate of all things, of all places. Now, we didn't watch it. George didn't watch it. I bet you Greg no. didn't watch it. No, I didn't. Greg was busy watching the Heat game. Good victory. <laughs> it was a good win for the team. That's what Joe said this morning, boy. He's got a, a very bizarre and dry sense of humor, that little dog, Joe Rose. It was a very, you know, only their 10th win of the year, but it was a good win for the team. Right. What a joke that is. I mean, what a disgrace. Next thing you know, they won't be talking to us. Well, they, they'll talk to anybody who will talk to them. And the Marlins ought to be doing the same because they're such a laughing stock. You know, oh, they won the World Series twice. Well, guess what? Ain't going to happen this year with all these fire sales they keep having. But that's they're a bunch of hard asses in that organization, man. It goes with the territory. First was Baldy, of course, which we can't say much about him because we got the Dolphins. And, uh, and then that John Henry twerp. What a, what a little bastard he was, man. And surrounded by all those idiots and with their silk suits. You know, it was like a scene from The Godfather. Remember the senator, the Nevada senator, saying all you oh, yeah. any bastards with you your silk suits, suits and your oily hair, 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 hair oily, uh, this decent country trying to pass hair, yeah. yourselves off. As, yeah. That's right. Pass yourselves off as respectable people, business people. You and your whole GD family. Right. I think they said when they, on AMC, they, he said you and your gosh darn family, yeah, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Well, they got it like everything's got to be sanitized, man. Oh. It's got to be cleaned up. Clean up your act because words really are very harmful. It's okay there's a million dead people in Iraq. That's no problem, you know. And all these people running around with guns and killing kids in schools. Stuff, the guns are great. But words are evil, baby. Let's censor everything. Glenn Beck is on the pool now. He didn't have any votes out of 739, but he, he will. Trust me. They, they love his name. Nazi Nazi the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Another Tampa Wonders. Sports leader. Oh, you're so big. 
Oh, I don't know what it is about them. Their whiny little voices or their big noses, those goofy hats, tiny little schmeckles. I don't know. They just they just rub me the wrong way. Anti-Semitism lives in every speech. Her love regives. It's in the news. Oh, Hillary hates Jews. Spewing hatred through the halls, Boston people's matzo balls, it's in the news. Oh, 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 Hillary hates Jews. You won't catch her lighting a menorah. God, she must have a wonderful aura. When she speaks, I want to cry. She could use a good rabbi, it's in the news. Oh, 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 oh. Hillary hates Jews. 10.45 at 5.60 WQM. we got 7.50 on a pull. I think we'll make a 1,000 today, which will make uh, Chris feel a lot better, even though he's not with us today, because he's healing up from his root canal. Poor baby. Right. That's a good excuse. Hey, Chris, it's nice to share. <clears throat> Don't start with that drug talk again, will you, please? No. We're running a family-oriented show here, like Mo would say. <laughs> yeah. Look what it did for him. <laughs> Adam's family-oriented. A photograph of the boy with the beautiful brown eyes, who Anne Frank recalled as her one true love in the diary she wrote, while in hiding in Nazi-occupied Netherlands, is to go on display in Amsterdam. The photo of Peter Schiff was donated to the Anne Frank Museum by his former childhood friend Ernest McAllis, who realized after rereading Anne's diary recently there were no known pictures of Schiff, a museum spokeswoman said yesterday. Frank's Jewish family fled Nazi Germany in 1933 and settled in Amsterdam. During World War II, the Nazis occupied the Netherlands and began deporting Jews to the death camps in 42, prompting the Frank family to go into hiding. They lived in a secret annex in a canal-side house for more than two years before their hiding place was betrayed and the family sent to concentration camps. Anne recorded her years in the attic hideaway in her diaries. A Dutch woman who helped the family found them in the annex after Anne's arrest and gave them to her father, Otto, who survived the Holocaust. They became famous around the world. She writes in her diary, I forgot that I haven't yet told you the story of my one true love. Peter was the ideal boy, tall, slim, and good-looking, with a serious, quiet, and intelligent face, Anne wrote, of the 13-year-old she had fallen for in 1940 when she was just 11. They would collect each other from school and walk hand-in-hand through the local neighborhood. He had dark hair, beautiful brown eyes, ruddy cheeks, and a nicely pointed nose. I was crazy about his smile, which made him look so boyish and mischievous, she said. As the bird would say, boyish and goyish. Peter later died in Auschwitz, while Anne died in Bergen-Belsen concentration camp in 1945. McCallus, now 61, had attended a, a Jewish in Berlin in the 1930s before both families uh, fled the Nazis. When they parted, the boys exchanged photographs. The boys exchanged photographs? That sounds awfully gay, doesn't it? Gay. Do you know boys exchanging photographs? Uh-huh. He read the diary in the 1950s, and he thought that Peter Schiff was very likely his friend, but it was only when reading it later that he saw there were no photos, and so he contacted us at a museum spokeswoman. And last saw Peter a few days before she moved into the annex, but wrote of him in her diary more than one and a half years later after dreaming of him. I never had such a clear mental image of him. I don't need a photograph. I can see him oh so well, she said. She could see that thing. Well, whatever. Whatever she saw. We don't, we'll never know, I guess. No, we 755. Won't. We don't know if she ever did see that thing when you come right down to it. On it. No. Swillery Rodham Clinton and Barack Obama clashed over trade, health care, and the war in Iraq last night in a crackling debate at close quarters a week before a pivotal group of primaries. I didn't watch a minute of it. It was on my TV, but like I said, I was on the phone, and I had better and bigger fish to fry, and so I didn't uh, turn the audio up. It was up way in the distant background. I, bah, 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 and I heard her shrill cackling every once in a while. Maybe that's the cackling and crackling they're talking about. 
Charges of negative campaign tactics were high in the program, too. Clinton said Obama's campaign had recently sent out mass mailings with false information about her health care proposal, adding, it's almost as though the health care insurance companies and the Republicans wrote it. When it was his turn to speak, Obama said Clinton's campaign has constantly sent out negative attacks on us. We haven't whined about it because I understand that's the nature of these campaigns. The tone was polite yet pointed, increasingly so as the 90-minute session were on a reflection of the stakes in a race in which Obama's won 11 straight primaries and caucuses, and Clinton is in a desperate need of a comeback. Desperate. She's shrill. She's screaming. She's cackling over here. Clinton also said as far as she knew her campaign had nothing to do with circulating a photograph of Obama wearing a white turban and a wraparound white robe presented him by elders in uh, Wajir in northeastern Kenya. I take Senator Clinton at her word she knew nothing about the photo, Obama said. Likely story. In one curious moment, Clinton said, in the last several debates, I seem to get the first question all the time. I don't mind. I'll be happy to field it. I just find it curious if anybody saw Saturday Night Live, maybe we should ask Barack if he's comfortable and needs another pillow. In its episode last Saturday, the comedy show ran a feature portraying the news media as going easy on Obama and a questioner asking at one point if he was comfortable and needed another pillow. The two rivals, the only survivors of a grueling primary season, sat about a foot apart at a table on stage at Cleveland State University. It was the 20th debate of the campaign, ten months to the day after the first start. Uh, you, know, you know something? It would have been great if he would have like reached out and slapped her in the face and said, Quit whining, bitch. He'd have gotten a lot of brownie points for that, don't you think? I'm sure a lot of other people would like to have sure. given a helping hand. I'd have given them a dollar. Oh, look at that. Now, where's this? Poll of polls. Clinton, 49. Obama, 39. Unsure, 12. But where is that from? It's Tuesday. Oh, well, Ohio. Ohio traditionally gets closer as Election Day nears. And um, the Plain Dealer is going to have a poll uh, out. We're out in the field right now with it. Mm -hmm. And we'll be posting that on Cleveland.com on Sunday. My guess is that it will narrow. I will not be surprised, however, if Hillary Clinton does take Ohio. But it will be closer, much closer. Well, there you go. And then, of course, if she loses it, oh, boy, what do we do then? <coughs> a lot of that going on these days, you know what? <coughs> Not good. I don't, I don't like people that do that. <coughs> do you? No. <coughs> well, there's that uh, bird on the wire again. Oh, no, that was you. Yeah. I wish you could have heard that there at the beginning. Every, every high-pitched... Letter or sound was like singing. You know how like a, a you know right. what I mean by singing, and ringing, kind of. Yeah. You know that sound, yeah. I do singing and ringing, and ringing, and flinging. And wait till you hear this story. A lot of people are going to get all nervous about this. I don't want you to get nervous now. The headline from Ross Story: Automated killer robots threat to humanity. Says expert. Automated killer robots. Right. Increasingly autonomous gun-toting robots developed for warfare could easily fall into the hands of terrorists and may one day unleash a robot arms race, a top expert on artificial intelligence told AFP. Oh, God, it's such a good thing I'm going to be dead soon. Wow. They pose a threat to humanity, said University of Sheffield professor Noel Sharkey, head of a keynote address Wednesday, before Britain's Royal United Services Institute. Intelligent machines deployed on battlefields around the world, from mobile grenade launchers to rocket-firing drones, can already identify and lock onto targets without human help. I wonder if they're counting a Lou drone in this thing. Lou drone. Boy, what a... There are more than 4,000 U.S. military robots on the ground in Iraq, as well as unmanned aircraft that have clocked hundreds of thousands of flight hours. The first three armed combat robots, fitted with large-caliber machine guns, deployed to Iraq last summer, manufactured by U.S. arms maker Foster Miller, proved so successful that 80 more on order, said Sharkey. But up to now, a human hand has always been required to push the button or pull the trigger. If we're not careful, he said, that could change. How do you like that? No more human hand or human gland, which makes me want to play that. Push the button, Max! 
Jack Lemon thing. Who is it? Jack Lemon. No. Oh. If we're not careful, that could change. He said military leaders are quite clear they want autonomous robots as soon as possible because they're more cost-effective and give a risk-free war, he said. Several countries led by the U.S. have already invested heavily in robot warriors developed for use on the battlefield. South Korea and Israel both deploy uh, armed robot border guards, while China, India, Russia, and Britain have incre all increased use of military robots. Washington plans to spend $4 billion by 2010 on unmanned technology systems, with total spending expected to rise to $24 billion, according to the Department of Defense's Unmanned Systems Roadmap 2007 to 2032, released in December. James Canton, an expert on technology innovation and CEO of the Institute for Global Futures, predicts that deployment within a decade of detachments that will include 150 soldiers and 2,000 robots. The use of such devices by terrorists should be a serious concern, Sharkey said. Captured robots would not be difficult to reverse engineer and could easily replace suicide bombers as the weapon of choice. I don't know why that hasn't happened already, he said. I mean, as opposed to people who want to blow themselves up, I'm sure robots don't mind blowing themselves up. What do they know, right? No, they like it. But even more worrisome, he continued, is the subtle progression from the semi-autonomous military robots deployed today to fully independent killing machines, man, like some of the ones I find at Woodbine. They're killer machines. Like the one you were playing uh, at the Gulfstream. When are you going back, by the way? Don't know. But I'm told, uh, you know, at least once or twice a month uh, to be determined. Wow. Well, they better give you a big, off. fat raise, man. Because yeah. <laughs> I, I know that Norma's working feverishly on your behalf in those contract negotiations. He is working feverishly for you and the uh, uh, turkey neck. I got a fever from it. Yeah, me too. I've worked in artificial intelligence for decades, and the idea of a robot making decisions about human termination terrifies me, Sharkey said. Ronald Arkin of Georgia Institute of Technology, who's worked closely with the U.S. military on ro robotics, agrees that the shift toward autonomy will be gradual. But he's not convinced that robots don't have a place on the front line. Robotic systems may have the potential to outperform humans from a perspective of the laws of war and the rules of engagement. Oh, that, that line about rules of engagement, that always cracks me up. You have to kill them lightly, man. Don't be too brutal. Kill them lightly. Then they will fear you. If you kill them too, like, uh, harshly, then, uh, then nobody respects your ass. Robotic systems may have the potential to outperform humans from a perspective of laws of the war and rules of engagement. He told a conference on technology and warfare. The sensors of intelligent machines, he argued, may ultimately be better equipped to understand an environment and process information. And there are no emotions that can cloud judgments such as anger, he added, nor is there any inherent right to self-defense. For now, however, there remain several barriers to the creation and deployment of Terminator-like killing machines. Some are technical, teaching a computer-driven machine, even an intelligent one, how to distinguish between civilians and combatants or how to gauge a proportional response as mandated by the Geneva Conventions is beyond the reach of artificial intelligence today. Well, who cares whether it's in the good guys or the bad guys? Blow them away. That's what John McCain would say. When in doubt, blow them away. That's what he say. John McCain. Crazy old John McCain. Who's got a lead over those other guys. Isn't that scary? Yeah, it's scary. Well, the public is against the war. We shouldn't have gone in the first place. Right. The 71% disapprove of this, and Bush has only got a 19% approval rate. But they like John McCain. He's old. He's craggy. He was a POW. He, uh, you know, never stole a freight train. He's senile. I'm going to post that. He a lot of caca. He screws around on his wife. All caca. this stuff. Put it together, and you've got another American hero, man. Now, isn't this the top of the hour when we play? See, Greg doesn't realize it, but it's the top no, of the hour now. Let's blame Josh. ID. What? Let's blame Josh. Yeah, it's Josh Cordes' fault. WQA in Miami, Fort Lauderdale, okay? Got to do a legal ID. This is the Neil Rogers right. Show. These sports leaders. You blame. See, now it's torture. 
Any questions? That's a Mexican fiesta. I'm gonna vote for Obama. Not that Hillary Mama. I think that black guy can win in November. Hi, Papa Juan Pablo. It is too little, too late. Spray on a registered voter? It's 1101 at 560 WQM, so I guess uh, maybe we don't do the legal IDs at the top of the hour on the Joe Rose Show. We are from now on. No, they (laughs) will. They do everything different on that show. What does that mean? Like the rest of the station. What, what does that mean? What do you mean, what does that mean? We have to explain the rest of the station to you now. We don't do legal IDs at the top of the hour? We don't do whatever on the rest of the station. Really? Yeah. You see this guy, this uh, talk show guy, talk about a lunatic. And this oh, guy's yeah. on 300 stations, by the way, Norma. Yeah, with the big pumpkin head. Oh, my God. Pumpkin head McCain guy. Used to be a McCain guy. Now he's a swillery guy. Mm-hmm. A radio talk show host who took pot shots at Democratic candidates Hillary Clinton and Barack Obama before a Tuesday rally for John McCain, words that were later disavowed by the GOP senator, said he's severing ties with McCain's camp. Appearing, he's, uh, seriously, all these right-wingers, man, they're all crazier than the next one. Appearing on CNN's Election Center program, WCET host Bob Cunningham said he was asked by the McCain campaign to appear before the GOP candidate supporters to throw them some red meat to get them fired up, to get them active. Throw them some red meat. Cunningham, disappointed that the campaign he claims had invited him to speak has, has now distanced itself from him, also blasted, also blasted McCain himself, saying, I, for one, regret that John McCain is the nominee of the conservative party because John McCain is not a conservative. After saying that he'd met McCain twice, Cunningham insisted, I'm not going to meet him again. I've headed up to here with John McCain. He's off the list. I'm joining Ann Coulter in supporting Swillery Clinton. Well, she's sure getting the backing of some real uh, great yeah. Americans, isn't she? Uh-huh. At the rally, Cunningham had continuously referred to Illinois Senator as Barack Hussein Obama and called him a hack Chicago-style daily politician, among other things. After McCain finished his own speech at the rally, the GOP candidate denounced what Cunningham had said earlier, telling reporters, I apologize for it. I didn't know about these remarks, but I take responsibility for them, and I repudiate them. And now this pumpkin-headed lunatic in Cincinnati. Of course, Cincinnati is a real, real right-wing uh, bastion of uh, Farbison, if you know what I'm saying. It mm-hmm. is. Do you know that? Oh, yeah. Cincinnati, my ass. And, well, listen, whatever, whoever you like, we got a poll that you like. That's the way these polls go, right? All right. With just a week to go until the crucial March for Democratic presidential primaries, Barack Obama, and not a week even, one day less than a week, Barack Obama continues to gain ground on Swillery Clinton in Ohio. The one that they had on CNN a little while ago, remember, he was trailing her by 10 points? Mm-hmm. The latest Rasmussen Reports poll shows Clinton earning 48% of the Ohio Democratic primary vote. That's unchanged from a week ago, but Obama's support is up to 43. That's up from 40 last week and 38 the week before. So 48 to 43% sounds like only a five-point lead to me, and dwindling by the minute, by the hour, by the second, by the millisecond. Overall, Clinton's lead is now just five points in Ohio, down from an eight-point advance last week and 14 points two weeks ago, and last month at 1.25 points, dropping like a gigantic boulder man from the top of the Empire State Building. How do you like that? 
I like it. I think he's going to win in uh, Texas and Ohio. Huh? Wouldn't that be something? Yep. And then what's he going to say then? What's Bubba going to say? Yeah. Why do you always ask me the first question? And here's another poll. All the polls all the time. See, there you go, mailing it in again with those numbers. Yeah. Let's take some calls and get that mailing it in guy on there. Pull nah, these boys. Maybe get the quarter schlock guy on. And just uh, blow his brains out if we could find them. All right. Wreck them. That's where you'd find them. A new CBS uh, News New York Times poll founds, finds, be finding, Barack Obama with a 16-point lead over Swillery among Democratic primary voters nationwide. That's the new national poll. He's 16 points ahead. He is just rubbing the floor with her ass. I have a great deal of respect for uh, Senator Obama. Well, good for you. You're done, honey. Stick a fork in that bitch. He's done. Obama, coming off a lone straight primary and caucus victories, had the support of 54% Democratic voters nationwide. Clinton, only 38%. 16-point lead. In a CBS News poll taken three weeks ago, shortly before Super Tuesday, Obama and Clinton were tied at 41. Clinton led by 15 points nationwide in January. See how the worm has turned? Yep. The former first lady has lost her advantage among women, according to the poll. The two leading Democrats now have even levels of support among female voters. Men, meanwhile, disproportionately favor Obama. He leads Clinton among male Democratic voters, 67 to 28 percent. 67 to 28, almost 40 point. And leads among white men, 61 to 33, almost 2 to 1. 59 percent of Democratic primary voters said Obama's got the best chance of beating John McCain in the general election. 28 percent, Swillery's most likely to win. 59 to 28. Obama is now seen as the likely Democratic nominee. More than two-thirds of the Democratic primary voters said they expect him to win the nomination. When all registered voters were asked who they favored in a head-to-head general election matchup between Obama and McCain, Obama led McCain by 12 points, 50 to 38. So that other poll I read at the beginning there about McCain was a couple points ahead. Don't buy it. Buy this one. We like this one better. That one? Well, yeah, the one that shows Obama head. Well, like I said, whichever poll shows your personality. Oh, there's that. He's lunatic. off the list. I'm joining Ann Coulter and supporting Hillary Rodham. I'm joining Ann Coulter. Well, I thought Burgess Meredith was dead. It's the penguin, baby. The pumpkin penguin. What a lunatic. Yep. Uh, let's see. In a Clinton-McCain matchup, registered voters were evenly split 46 points each. Obama beats McCain by 10% among independents. McCain beat Clinton by 17 points among independents. Democratic primary voters don't see significant differences among Clinton and Obama on two of the issues most important to them. Majorities of those polls see only minor differences between the two on the war in Iraq and on health care. But, always a big but. I will take responsibility. Democratic primary voters who were more likely to identify Obama as someone who cares about them a lot, 63 to 46 uh, for Clinton, Someone who makes them feel inspired about the future, 69 to 54% for Swillery. Someone who would com- compromise the right amount of, uh, with Republicans to get things done, 65, 67 to 55% for Swillery. And someone who could bring change to Washington. Oh, there's that phone. Maybe it's that uh, FedEx. Fed- Let's hope it's that FedEx. And not his bookie. Are you spoiled yet, Greg? Ruined from being able to work on any other radio show? No, I really like this. It'll happen. I mean, it'll happen. You won't be able to work with other people. Trust me, I know the legal ideas are important. Yeah, that's fine. (laughs) Some people, maybe. Like these people would notice over here? FCC rules and regulations bother anybody over here? Like they know what that is? Like they care? What has it got to do with what it smells like? That's all they care about. I like your music, by the way. Uh, I, I got it at a fair... 
at a fair, not an affair. Talking about me again behind my back. I knew you did it. Mm-hmm. I heard you say ferry. That's right. That was FedEx. Excellent. They have a package for Neil Rogers, and uh, they want to know where to deliver it. Now, they've huh. only been delivering that same package right. every well, week for the last you know, maybe seven they years now. Changed and they staff. Boy, I, I take back a little bit of what I said about them. I always love FedEx because mm-hmm. I send some out here before 6 o'clock sure. at night, and the next morning it's there. Speaking in of South that, ever send those autograph thingies? Oh, here's a good poll. What's your favorite Yiddish word? Haven't we done that already? I don't know. Shlemiel, Shmagegi, I think it should be a Shmuk, Yiddish Shmuk. word or phrase. Oh. Did I finish my thing about the? Yeah, I did about that national poll. Looks good. 16 points ahead. Go, Barack. Kick her ass. So how do you like that? We have a little uh, contretemps there going with uh, FedEx, with Chicken X package. I think what it is, they saw who it was from, they don't like it. That's right. Even though you're paying for it, they said, this guy's a deadbeat. Let's not deliver it. Yeah, that must be it. Well, I usually pay for it, but I think he tried to pay for it with his monkey word card. (laughs) 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 Yeah. And FedEx doesn't accept monkey <laughs> word no more. Oh, my God. That, that's another good one. Though. Oh, we haven't yeah. done that one in a long time. We did it sure. many times. What's your favorite store? I'll tell you right now which one it is. It's Jordan Marsh. I was too little to remember it. Jordan Marsh. You remember the distinction. I remember them. Really, really good quality merchandise, but about half the price of Burdines. And uh, now that Burdines ain't around anymore, right. which it's now no, uh, Macy's. Burdines was a little expensive. This is true. Yeah, I mean, Burdines has nice merchandise, but if you want to pay double what Jordan Marsh... But, of course, Jordan Marsh isn't there anymore. Jordan Marsh was out of right. Boston. I don't oh. know if they... In fact, there was a very... I think the original Jordan Marsh is in downtown Boston on Washington Street, I believe. I could be wrong, but I've been in there, so what do I know? A lot of good stuff out of Boston, baby. 801 votes on the poll. We're going to make 1,000 easy today. No sweat. I don't know what uh, Greg's bitching about. Didn't he say before, oh, gee, you're not going to make 1,000 when I'm here? We don't really care about that, Greg. It's just, uh, you know, something for Chris to get excited about. Right. Give him a reason to feel uh, like he belongs, you know. Right. Chris pretends to care. You can or not. It's up to you. You care about the poll, Greg? Uh, a little bit. <laughs> I'm getting there. I'm getting there. <laughs> well, I want to play poker with this guy. He ain't fooling nobody. Yeah. Which of these people do you find most repulsive? Let's put Greg on there, too, as a matter of fact. Just a joke. <laughs> just a joke. 801 votes. Ann Coulter, that bitch has got 302. Rush Limbaugh, Pill Poppin' uh, Rush, 205. Whatever happened with uh, Darren Kagan? She vanished off the face of the earth. Wouldn't That's surprise right. me if he, like, uh, finished he her ate off her. somewhere. Yeah, he might have eaten her for dinner. 205. Bill O'Reilly, 82. Well, what a big drop down after Man Coulter and Rush Limbaugh. Bill O'Reilly, 82. Jew Lieberman, 77. I'm glad to see that the... Miss, that Mr. Lieberman is doing so well. Mr., I used to be a uh, ersatz Democrat. Then I'm supposedly an independent, and I'm taking pictures with John oh, McCain. I, I never met a war I didn't like. And Israel first, and America, Hubman, Dreard, and like that, you know? I like them all, 57, 7.1%, either comedians or crazy people or both. Sean Hannity, 50. Robert Novak, 19, should be on the death row. Matt Drudge, 8. And Glenn Beck finally got a vote. Biggest name. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. Tonight on Fox Nazi News, a special report we wrote all by ourselves. Barack Saddam Hussein Osama Obama. The Democrats' golden boy. What you don't know about Barack Saddam Hussein Osama Obama may surprise you. As a boy, he went to mattress in Mr. Wilson's all-night mattress store and practiced Wahhabism as a hobby, all the way to chemo's hobby. He kidnapped first baby. Pete was the mystery man on the grassy knoll. The novel thing was his uncle. 
if you look closely, you'll realize his real father was Jack Webb. Plus, an infuriating and typically uninformed commentary from one of our garden-variety, hard-looking bleach blondes hand-picked out of our stable of Republican blondes that put out easy and appealed to our elderly and drunk right-wing viewers. Fox Nazi News. 30% of the truth for the 30% of you. Watch it, obey. It's 1117 at 560. 30%, huh? About 30, man. That'll be the day. How about 3%? 97% bullcrap, and they make it up as they go along. 843 votes on the poll, man. We're kicking ass. 813, like I said. Read it right, you old coot. Time Magazine says Obama's Ohio grassroots advantage may make a difference. You want to hear about it? Yes, please. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll take some calls today. Oh, yeah. Put that headset on there, Greg. I bet you Greg would love it. And maybe Greg can screen the calls today. Wow, Every time he comes in here. Hey, what? is this the day we're going to take calls? He's always asking. No, he doesn't. No, I'm lying. Nobody's that stupid. Nobody. Even Chris ain't that stupid. Although Chris always puts on an act. You know what? Whatever he thinks will ingratiate himself with never works anyway. No, I know. I tried to tell him that. I said, no, anything you say is going to be wrong anyways. I don't even bother. And why do you say that? I'm messing with him. Because you're a bastard? That's because right. Because you say all these terrible oh, things yeah. about me? That's, That's right. all right. Behind your back, in front of your face. Right, mostly behind my back. Mm-hmm. Just like when I was out there on the phone and you were talking about fairy, something about the fairy. That's right. I heard it. Mm-hmm. And what were you saying at the fair? You got what? Which fair were we talking about? I don't know. You're, you were having a conversation. Oh, I got this music at a fair, at an art fair. There were these yeah. Indians performing uh this kind of music and they looked really really sad but the music was very happy and so i bought a cd of it yeah let's play that all the rest of the day today huh just for a nice change of pace the euro broke the dollar and a half mark for the first time ever yesterday ever don't ever take sides against the family i think we uh have that don't we where he says don't ever take sides against the family again I'm positive yes, you I do. Have. Don't ever take sides with anyone against Outside the family, family again. Ever. Once in a while? Ever. Oh. Never. Ever. The euro went above a buck and a half for the first time ever yesterday in the wake of a lackluster U.S. economic report that renewed fears the American economy could be falling into recession. Oh, my God. The European currency reached a dollar fifty point forty seven at 10.30 last night before falling back to 150.17, which is still over a buck and a half. Let me take a look at it, well, what it is right now. This is depressing. If you want to go to Europe, uh, guess what? You can't afford it. Well, you couldn't afford it before. Now, you definitely can't afford it. The euro. In addition to which, by the time you get to Amsterdam, uh, there will be nothing left for you to see there anyway. What a shame. I should have taken a lot of pictures in last year. Well, I took some, but nothing really exciting. And they won't let you take pictures of the hookers anyway because they, they don't want to be seen. They don't want you to take pictures. Well, take pictures and send them to Eric so he can post them, you know. Canadian is at 102. Oh, the euro, 151.20. Wow, against the U.S. dollar. 151.20. Oh, my God. Woo! It started out, it was like, uh, I don't know, 62 cents or 67 cents, something like that. That was like 82 for a long time. Mm-hmm. 151, my God. Analysts say the euro was given a sudden boost from a better-than-expected German business indicator, which stood out amid a series of lackluster macroeconomic indicators in the USA. The greenback has come under pressure. Thank you again, Mr. President, for those low gas prices and for that great American dollar that you could wipe your ass with. Jesus, Kate Christ. The greenback has come under pressure as traders believe sluggish economic reports could pressure the Fed to keep cutting U.S. interest rates. 
Speculators generally prefer to invest or hold currencies in countries where interest rates are rising or expected to increase in hopes they can increase their potential returns. The dollar fell to a record low against the single European currency in electronic trading in New York as traders continued assessing the latest economic readings. Not good. Nicht good, baby. Not good. Bad. Wow. An influential survey released earlier yesterday on U.S. consumer sentiment during February delivered fresh ammunition to market forecasters predicting a recession. Thank you for the recession. Thank you for the weak American dollar. Thank you for the low gas prices. Thank you for all the dead people in Iraq. Thank you for all the dead soldiers. Mr. President, what a hell of a job. And they like John McCain, who promises four more years of the same insane lunatic. Only worse. He wants to bomb everybody just to get even now. That's his whole uh, strategy. No matter what they ask him. What are you going to do about health care, Senator McCain? What are you going to do about the environment? I can't handle it. I can't take him. But it just goes to show that that, that, that hard-ass bunch of uh, people out there, well, you know who they are and where they are. In the sticks, man. There's a lot of people hiding in the sticks. Yep. They're called hicks. Hicks in the sticks. Pumpkins. Yep. Chicks right. in the sticks. Chicks with... Banjo picks. picks. Yeah, chicks with picks. Good thing they like sticks. Anyway, getting back to this thing about Obama's Ohio grassroots advantage. I don't, I don't think I have time to read it now. Well, I do. I'll find time. Every successful politician needs a home base, a place to go where the crowds are always friendly and the pizza is always free. For Swillery, that piece of place of comfort in Ohio is Cam's Corners, a neighborhood on Cleveland's west side dominated by white firefighters, cops, and factory workers. One of Clinton's strongest supporters here, Pat Doerr, has driven a Buick with an I Love Swillery bumper sticker since the mid-1990s. Doerr became active in the Clinton campaign last week after a national campaign staff rashed to make phone calls. When I first came in, there was nobody here, said Doerr, 78, who's helped so many campaigns over the years that she's lost count. This whole week, the office was basically empty. Home base for Barack Obama lies on the opposite side of town in the Lee Harvard neighborhood, home to mostly working-class African-American families. One of Obama's first volunteers here was Antoinette McCall, a substitute high school teacher who's never worked a campaign before in her life. McCall became, an active, uh, became active 11 months ago, donating what little money she could to Obama's campaign. She's used Obama's website to recruit volunteers and run a phone bank from her living room. She convinced friends who own beauty salons to organize their customers and created a database of hundreds of Obama supporters. It's like we had this whole movement built up before the campaign staff even got here, said McCall, 36. In a few months, McCall, a political novice, has built an organization rivaling that of some state senators who form the backbone of Clinton's establishment support. By the time they finally opened the orifice, she said, this place was packed. Swillery's is empty. Obama's is packed. They're packing it. As the Democratic candidates for president prepared for their debate at Cleveland State University uh, last night, as they did, grassroots Obama supporters like McCall were the key to having a chance on March 4 of continuing his stunning streak of 11 straight primary or caucus victories and all but locking up the Democratic nomination. While the blue-collar Buckeye State has been viewed as part of Clinton's firewall strategy for stopping the momentum, the truth is that even though she's still leading in the polls, her campaign is playing catch-up when it comes to the all-important job of grassroots organizing. I'm 52. I've been around for a while, and Obama's is the most spontaneous, energetic political operation I've ever seen, said Keith Wachowski, lawyer and former Democratic Party chairman in Toledo. Ever been to Toledo? Don't. What a toilet. No. That level of energy was apparent at a Monday rally of several thousand people in Cincinnati. Obama opened his remarks by telling the crowd that early voting is already underway in Ohio and urged them to vote immediately, if not sooner, after the rally ended. 
even told them the location where they could go to cast their ballots. It was candidate as precinct captain, and it showed both the intensity and the fight for votes going on daily, as well as the benefits of having a candidate who used to be a community organizer and has run a voter registration drive. Obama's successful recruitment of outsiders was born of necessity. Clinton enjoys endorsement from Ohio's popular governor and main Democratic office holders. If she retains her, albeit shrinking lead in the polls, it'll mean that a traditional top-down campaign rooted in party establishment can still win in the clutch. But if Obama scores an upset, it'll prove that a new breed of grassroots campaign, viral Internet-based built from the ground up by neophytes like Antoinette McCall, is finally ready for prime time. How do you like that? Unlike Jerks, who won't be here today because he's traveling with the Heat, who won a game last night. It was a good win, man. It was a uh, great win. The organization really richly benefited from a win. They're 10th of the season, man. They've only lost 150 games, and they've already won 10. Still last in the league, an embarrassment. I think we need to do a lot more sports. Oh, William Buckley died. Oh, yeah. Woo! about his background. Hallelujah. Oh, boy, what a background. What a great day. Again, I'm going to go out and have a party in my pants. Reports that William F. Buckley, Jr., Oh, my God. How do you like that? Now, you're not supposed to uh, whoop it up and yell, you know. But in his case, we'll make an exception. Pseudo-intellectual, pompous-ass, right-wing, Nazi, bastard, toad, boorish. Yeah. Oh, speaking of that. What? Friday's the big day, man. We won't be here on March 1 because that's the official right. uh, 32nd anniversary for me in this market. I think but we Friday should we'll um, celebrate it. What? Do something special on Friday. Get some yeah, food. Like take the day off. Get some special food in here or mm-hmm. something, you know. Maybe get some dancing girls. Get some lentil soup. Yep. Get some strippers. Get some prostitutes. Get some green to come in. Right. Excellent. Don't forget, I'm sure that Joe Bell's got a big, big uh, uh, surprise for you. Yeah. Biggest name. The WQM, it's the world-famous Neil Rogers Show. 32 years on the air in South Florida on March 1st, baby, this Saturday. I'm going to have a big party in my pants on Saturday. Just really? Yeah, or maybe just a big party uh, in the pants. Use some noisemakers for that party? Yeah, some noisemakers. I can't play the noises, but yeah, I like that. Kind of like that. A lot of blowing. In an effort, I beg your pardon? In an effort to... In... 
839 on the pull, man. We're going to be close to 900 by noon. Must be because Woo. Greg is there with us today. That's what it is. I think so. I think that the audience is trying to send a message to Chris. Like, ah, he's, uh, he's really digging this shift. What? Greg. Things based going the way. Based on free lunch, things happen the way they're supposed to. He doesn't have to take the host by the hand like he's landing an airplane with flashlights. I try to say that Joe is uh, like it's not uh, Joe. Not, it's everyone else. To it's everyone else. Is that what you're trying to say? You're everyone, Joe else. Rose? everyone else. Everyone else. Eighty-five thousand live spots. Come on now. What? We and the rumor is, according to Muff, Muff was in this morning and she said that Joe's going to be doing his own uh, two-for-one restaurant deals. Mm-hmm. Well, why the hell not? How's, how's he going to be able to squeeze that in there? With a lot of butter. Now, is he going to sing the restaurant deals? Because if I have to start singing the restaurant deals, I'm uh, bailing out of that that whole deal. You can do it. In an effort to shore up his support among Jewish voters, Barack Obama met privately on Sunday with 100 Jewish leaders in Ohio Oy. to tamp down concerns about his Middle East views and controversial positions from a few of his supporters. The Clinton campaign has been actively wooing Jewish voters in part, by <coughs> in part by questioning Obama's commitment to the defense of Israel, and the meeting was arranged to enable Obama to address the concerns of the Jewish community. The Illinois senator has previously faced concerns from Jewish leaders. Obama began by telling his audience, we need to change our priorities. These changes are founded in a view of the world that I believe is deeply embedded in the Jewish tradition that repairing the world is a task that each of us is called upon to take up every single day. Obama then reaffirmed his unshakable commitment to the security of Israel and his friendship between the U.S. and Israel. He stated clearly that he's a Christian, not a Muslim, and explained his reluctance to criticize the minister of his church for making favorable comments about Louis Farrakhan, who has been criticized for being a virulent anti-Semite. Not as anti-Semitic as George, but close to it. It is true that my pastor, Jeremiah Wright, will be retiring this month as somebody who on occasion can say controversial things, Obama acknowledged. He's like an old uncle who sometimes will say things I don't agree with, but I've never heard an anti-Semitic remark made inside of our church. I've never heard anything that would suggest anti-Semitism on the part of our pastor. Obama also expressed concerns about his relationship with Zbigniew Brzezinski, who served as Jimmy Carter's national security advisor, and recently offended many in the Jewish community when he signed a letter to Secretary of State Condoleezza Rice asking for a genuine dialogue with Hamas. Obama said he's received advice from Brzezinski on Iraq and Pakistan, but emphasized he's not one of my key advisors. I've had lunch with him once. I've exchanged emails with him maybe three times. I don't share his views with respect to Israel. I've said so clearly and unequivocally. That might not be enough reassurance for some Shmuel Rosner. Shmuel. You know Shmuel? I know him well. He eats gruel. We have pork sandwiches together. And he's no fool. Shmuel Rosner, chief U.S. correspondent of the Israeli newspaper Haaretz, told CNN, the fact that Barack Obama consulted with such people raises some concern among pro-Israel, mostly hawkish supporters, like maybe like that Jew Lieberman. Rosner himself is generally described as right of center, even has been called a cheerleader for the APAC crowd. Oh, there's the phone again. I'll be back. Oh, jeez. Here I am with a mouthful of food, too. What did you have for lunch, Greg? I ate a cheeseburger. How about yourself? Uh, it's a uh, nine-inch Cuban. Ever see a nine-inch Cuban? I haven't. Right. This is the first three, time. Three inches left of it right here. They do it well at uh, at Howie's for going, going, you know. Going down well. Yeah, indeed. That's cute. I wasn't ready for this. Maybe it's the FedEx package finally showing up over there. Isn't that what we said last time? That, that's the hope, uh, from what I've gathered. See, with a little bit of notice, we could actually come up with a conversation. Greg's you twenty-four. Know what? In the history of FedEx, there has never been... A, this better be a wild week uh, for his stuff, because this package... This is Hi, this is Jackie from FedEx. I have a package for you. Now, can you verify the address? Uh, mm. Oh, my 
God. However, Ira Foreman of the National Jewish Democratic Council told CNN that his group, which generally supports Democratic candidates, considers McCain, Clinton, and Obama to be all equally pro-Israel. A recent poll found that American Jews are less concerned with the defense of Israel than with many other issues, thank God. Wow. Only 6% said that support for Israel will be the most important issue in deciding how to vote in the presidential election. Far larger numbers named the economy, jobs, health care, the war in Iraq, terrorism, and national security. In other words, things that have to do with America and not just with friggin' Israel already. Enough with Israel, enough with Cuba, enough with Gnug. Canada. Eh? What? Gnug. Army. Spent time working for the CIA, went to Yale, He's like dead. You know, on and on. William uh, F. Buckley, his books and the so National Review well. Fund. Um, for the time being, I want to go ahead and read you the F. statement. Real far the National Review website. Uh, let's take a look at that. It says, I'm devastated to report that our dear friend, mentor, leader, and founder, oh. William F. Buckley Jr., died overnight in his study in Stanford, Connecticut. After years of illness, he died while at work. I'm if he had been given a choice on how to depart this world, I suspect... That would have been exactly it. Yeah, the National Review is de devastated to report he's dead. I'm, I'm having a party right now. Mm -hmm. In fact, let's combine the William F. Buckley uh, being dead party with our anniversary party. Alcohol. Yeah. Let's get some alcohol. Party time. Absolutely. 850 vote on the poll. We're going to make 1,000 easy today. It's going to be a real feather in the Greg's cap. So, uh, you know, he can go, go to the, ask for some more money, I guess. Go to Clarence if Clarence ever comes back, because we got that hurricane basketball game tonight. Any interest? No. Oh, the Canes won a game. You're wrong, Neil. You're so wrong. You're such a party peeper, man. Yeah, nobody cares. I've had spy reports about the crowds. You can't complain about the crowds of that new uh, building that they built, because there aren't any. Nobody cares. They, they, they can build an arena on it. Wasn't I predicting this a few years ago? They can build another arena and stadium on every street corner, and they're still going to be mostly empty. They're going to be... Thousands of fans disguised as empty seats all over South Florida because it's a horseball sports town. By the way, you know what I don't hear anything, not even a word about anymore? What? Since Joel Feinberg departed across the street. Huh. Are they still even on the air? Mm -hmm. Ask somebody who cares about their programming. I'm sure Greg doesn't listen to them. No, I do not. And neither does anybody else. By the way, March 7th, what date is that on the calendar? The, the 8th will be... Next Friday, right? A week from Friday? A week from tomorrow? I don't know. Let me look. Greg doesn't know how to flip the calendar. He's new. Yeah, flip it. Next Friday? Wait a minute. It's got to be. Yes, Friday. <laughs> <laughs> Next Friday, the trend comes out. That'll be uh, November, December, and January. And since we had that big November and December, if we have a really solid January, if it's like really rock solid, God only knows how big it'll be. It'll be humongous, yeah. baby. Huge. Huge. Am I right? Yep. And you know what good that's going to do us? Nothing. That's correct. Biggest name. But nevertheless, this is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. You get a lot of it. Rogers on Sports Radio, WQAM. Well, how are you, David? I am here, and you are. And I can't say it anymore. They took that for me. Thanks for no small part to that uh, midday show guy. Who, Boca? Yeah, yeah, that's the guy. Whoever the hell that is. You met him. I did, did, did it? Yes, out in the hallway. I don't know whoever, whatever. Let's take some calls, then, shall we? 
prestigious uh, Bugalia City. Hello. Yeah, hi, Mom. Yeah, yeah, well, you know what he is. Uh, when are people going to realize this? This is a sports show and nothing else. Absolutely. Nothing exists outside the gay world of sports. Yeah, and by the way, some. They paid me to ogle and admire men. This here is a show for men. About men. Like the smelly bears and chaps. You stole the pizza? Huh? You stole the pizza? I did not take no pizza. You stole the pizza? <laughs> uh, don't be ridiculous. <laughs> you stole the pizza? I don't know what you're talking about. Stole the pizza? I didn't steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? No, I did not steal no pizza. Stole the pizza? <laughs> now see here. I ain't no pie burglar. Stole the pizza. I did not steal Stole the pizza. I only had one slice. Well, okay. So it was a whole pie. Who cares? Those bums had no power. I was hungry. I sacrificed a lot too, you know. There was no Dr. Browns. Just don't taste the same without the Dr. Browns. That's Brutus. And that Moreau once said, good night and kiss my ass. Hey, man. Well, what a big target. Let go. You can say that again. Wow. Fourteen to noon at 560 WQM. Haven't played that one in a long time. Indeed. 859 votes on the poll, which means, like I said, it'll be closing down to 900 by the top of this hour. we got two hours to go. Here's George, by the way. He's going to finish the show. Now, All right. Just a joke. Boy, I sure had a lot of uh, busy uh, running to the phone day today. Nothing uh, I bet you they're not done. What? I, just ha- I have this feeling that they're not done, considering how it's going. Well, how many people need to call me from FedEx and ask? They've only been living here for seven years. All and of them? It's the same damn package that comes every stinking week. And they already delivered a package that was mailed from uh, Plantation yesterday. They delivered that this morning before the show. So I asked you before, did you ever mail those pictures back? No. Okay. Listen, get off my ass, will you please? Well, there's a lot of room on there. Yeah, I'm sure there is. It's comfy. Squishy. How do you know? Oh, it looks comfy. A congressional committee has taken the first steps toward asking the Department of Justice to start a criminal investigation into whether Roger Clemens committed perjury during testimony about performance-enhancing drugs, according to... According to three lawyers with knowledge of the matter. Poor Roger the Dodger, baby. Did anybody believe him? No. That was the most pathetic. Even Mark McGuire said, well, we don't want to talk about the past. We don't want to talk about it. Yeah, right. Of course you don't want to talk about the past because you're a freaking liar. God. Anytime you see a guy whose head is as big as four bowling balls, you know he's, he's on something. Everybody else may be on the earth, but he's on Uranus. Make no mistake about it. A draft letter referring Clemens, but not his accuser, Brian McNamee, had been drawn up by staff members for the House Committee on Oversight and Government Reform by the end of last week, according to two of the lawyers. But all three lawyers who spoke on the condition of anonymity because they weren't authorized to comment publicly on the matter said it was possible that McNamee would also be included in the referral by the time it was sent to the Justice Department. And everybody with a half a brain knows that for justice we'll go to see... Don Corleone. That's right. Cut the crap, in other words. And by the way, you know what uh, Tessio said? Luca Brazzi sleeps with him. And then Clemenza referred. Uh, and who was it that said that? Now yeah. I'm, now I'm confused. Jack Lemon. <laughs> All right. Where is it? Right here. Oh, here it is. Luca Brazzi sleeps with the fishes. Oh, Clemenza. I mean, anybody, any idiot oh, yeah. knows that. If the committee does decide to refer Clemens alone, it would indicate that the Democratic majority led by Chairman Henry Waxman with that pig nose. Democratic California had prevailed over any Republican reservations about the truthfulness of McNamee's statements in the Mitchell Report, a subsequent deposition, and his testimony at a nationally televised committee hearing February 13. 
That hearing stood along partisan lines with most Republicans attacking McNamee and most Democrats challenging Clemens. The next day, Waxman said he regretted that the hearing had been held. He said he thought the depositions would have sufficed, but that Clemens' lawyers wanted a public hearing of the issues, and that he also believed that Clemens didn't tell the truth. In an interview on Monday, Waxman said that no decision on referral had been made, but one would be forthcoming by the end of the week. He said that he hadn't yet spoken to the committee's ranking Republican, Tom Davis of Virginia, about the matter. I wonder if he's kin to Tommy Davis, the old ball player who Norma Kent got uh, uh, the autograph from for uh, Joe Bell. That sure did a lot of good. You know what? Nice going there, uh, Norma. He got that autograph of Tommy Davis for Joe Bell. Do you see what a tremendous... Oh, yeah. yeah that changed that everything, over didn't the it? Top. That did it for me. Have you been abused in the workplace? <laughs> Every day. In addition, Keith Osberg, the Republican chief counsel of the committee, said he wasn't aware that the letter had been drafted. Joe Householder, a spoken for Clemens' defense team, declined comment. By the way, I've got a hot lunch date at 2 o'clock. Well, good. Well, since I'm keeping you abreast of the FedExes and everything else that's going on, not everything, but as much as I can. So it's going to be hot lunch, like soup? I don't know. Yeah, like uh, lentil soup would be uh, Beef and barley? Because of the partisan nature of the February 13 hearing, there had been speculation that the committee would refer the entire matter to the Justice Department rather than single out Clemens. In his deposition to the congressional investigators, and at the hearing, Clemens denied he ever took steroids or human growth hormone. Nobody believed him, even though McNamee has testified that he injected Clemens with one drug or the other on at least 16 occasions between 1998 and 2001. In a related case, last month, I don't want to step on it. In a related case last month, Waxman and Davis jointly asked the Justice Department to investigate shortstop Miguel Tejada for suspected false statements in 2005 when Tejada spoke privately with committee staff members about performance-enhancing drugs. And like I said before, really, I spend sleepless nights worrying about whether Miguel Tejada is akin to Isabel de Casada. Isabel de Casada. You don't remember her, do you? Nope. Is that before your time? I don't know. And I see they demoted uh, Elliot Rodriguez there at Channel 4. They said he was too much of a professional Cuban to be on the air like in the middle of daytime when people are awake. Something like that. Oh, but Elliot Rodriguez is such a great journalist. Yeah, yeah, you should live so long, okay? Who said that? And, and his mother. Oh. It was unclear Monday whether any Clemens referral would be similarly bipartisan, although sending the entire matter to the Justice Department would be seen as a compromise between Democrats and Republicans. Referring only Clemens' testimony could be read as an endorsement of the work George J. Mitchell, the former Democratic senator who identified Clemens as a steroids user in his report on the use of performing enhancing drugs in baseball. I'm tongue-tied. I don't really give a crap. Do you give a crap about Roger Clemens, whether his head is that big? <laughs> yeah, again? right. Who cares? Asking Greg, right? How much even Greg doesn't care, do you? Not really. It's, I think no. it's, it's become a joke by now. It's what? The whole thing is a joke that they're wasting all this time. It's pretty clear. That yeah, what is, is like I said, very perspicacious. I think Greg should have his own show. That's exactly the correct answer because, like I said, when I was going on and we put it on the air here on my uh, little TV, uh, I said, what the hell is Congress wasting their time with this? we got all these people dying in Iraq. The damn uh, the, uh, environment is going to hell in a handbasket, and uh, global warming is out of control. Gas prices are $80 billion to fit your tank, and they're worried about the uh, crap. That's the specialty of Congress grandstanding about a bunch of... That's it. That's all they know is... And that describes their performance, too. Right. In fact, I think during the next break, I might... Yeah. All right. Well, no, I was thinking more like Joyce, but... Right. We can all go together if you want. No. God. And have you ever seen that spot? I'm sure you have. Bob, Joe, and Tom. Bob, and they're, they're yeah. all going to the... The regulars. Yeah, the regulars. Bob, yeah. Joe, and Tom. 
And I'm thinking, gee, this sounds a little bit gay. I'm thank God Larry Craig ain't in one of those stalls, man. How do you know he isn't? Maybe he's taking a crap. <laughs> but he's I one of the irregulars. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's in there waiting for a company. I don't know. Poor Larry Craig. And he's still there. He's still in the Senate. And he's uh, that lead story uh -huh. we had today, the most important story of the whole day. Larry Craig wants uh, interns. <laughs> By the way, do you think they'll ever deliver that package to this building? Or they just? I think what they're going to do all week long, they're just going to keep calling. That's right. Is, is it like a joke or something? It must be. I told you, a, a, like a staff change or something happened. Well, what do you mean a staff change? They delivered another package here this morning. I don't know. Maybe they're the with now, Let me ask you. Do you think that he's challenged in terms of addressing the FedEx envelope? Who, he who knows? When you get the package, when you get the package, you'll know. Get you'll out see, of you'll here. You'll see if he wrote in, uh, you know, a typo or something. And they said to me, well, in other words, we don't need a ringer number, a uh, you know, like that. Like they're going to ring here and come up to the, uh, my apartment. What do I need that for? Leave it at the front desk. What part of that don't you understand? And I told the guy that before called, what was it, about an hour ago the guy called? And then this broad Jackie calls, oh, hi, it's Jackie from FedEx. I, I think they're having like a, some kind of a, a nervous crap over there or something. Oh, excuse me, I think they're having a nervous crap. Excuse me. 877 on the survey. Boy, that's not bad. You know, somebody might be listening out there, and it's probably because Chris ain't here today. I shouldn't pick on him. William F. Buckley is dead. Bill, how are you? How well did you know hi. William F. Buckley, Jr.? Hi. Hi, Heidi. I knew him very well. He uh, was on his editorial board at one point and used to go to... Oh, the Bill Bennett. Office. Don't bet on it. Jesus, the people that they put on here. I'm switching off CNN. I'm never going to turn it on again. Until next time. I'm going over to MSNBC. Saying that intellectuals can, in fact, be conservatives. But going back to this main point, I agree. You know, uh, Barack Obama, if you look Barack at him, Obama, he has been branded as the most liberal senator. And a screamer, too, by the way. 877, which of these people do you find most repulsive? And, you know, it's a damn good thing we didn't put William F. Buckley on it. Because nobody, you know, he's small potatoes these days. He's old news, right? Ancient right. news. Amen. And now dead ancient news. William F. Buckley is dead. Well, sooner or later. Oh, look at this. Sure, at least it's not UPS. What does that mean, Brandon? At least it's not UPS. What does that mean? I like UPS, don't you? Yeah. But yeah. I like FedEx even better. Until today. Until this day. I thought it was... Uh, to, uh, I didn't realize it was Bazzini all along. Or whatever he said. Too bad the Godfather is not again. Which of these people do you find the most repulsive? Man Coulter, 329. Rush Limbaugh, 227. Jules Lieberman, 87. Jules Lieberman's tied with Bill O'Reilly, 87 apiece. I like them all. 61 idiots. Oh, that's down to 6.9%. Sean Hannity, 56. Bob Novak, 21, who ought to be because he outed Valerie Plain. He ought to be in jail right now, but he's not because that's America for you. Miss Drudge has only got eight, and Glenn Beck has still got that one. Oh, well, Brandon's got a problem with UPS. He says UPS sucks. Not with me, they don't. They do just fine. With no, me. no, no. George likes them a lot, too. That's right. Never failed. And our oh, neighborhood yes. driver is a uh, big fan of ours. Like I said, I love UPS. And FedEx, up until today. Is this Neil Rogers? Well, we got a package here that's uh, like so confusing. I mean, uh... <laughs> oh, what a world, what a world. You know, but the best, be philosophical like me, you know. Right. Uh-oh, firefighters battle a barn fire near Shelby County, New York. Now, that's some big breaking news. That's on MSNBC. How many uh, horses? No wonder. I, oh, oh, let me go back to CNN. That's why I don't watch MSNBC. Every time there's like a, you know, like a brush fire, they got it on the air. Oh, there's a brush fire in, uh, you know, 
and Skinny Atlas. Is Mark Morgan. It's the 12 to 1 hour on QAM. Radomsky shot me up with Roy's last night. 30 cc's in my left cheek. Rectum. And it's gonna keep me on, on a winning streak. Maybe you could explain this fax to me. It says Myron Koppelman died. Double U, double U. I think it's supposed to be your O-E. O-E. Double O-E. Oh. <laughs> Who's Myron Koppelman? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> oh, wow. Oi, oi. Oi, oi. Oh, God. Some Jewish guy, I guess. Myron I, Koppelman. I imagine, yeah. With that Maybe name. some guy with a very imaginary Or, or some Arab, some other kind right, of guy. Are you going to uh, Google it? No, I'm not going to Google it. I'll do it. All right. By the way, this group of sad-faced Indians. I beg your pardon? It's called America Monta. Oh, Myron Cope. I bet you Greg might know who that is, but I doubt it. From Pittsburgh, he was the um, guy in the Cedar broadcast. Wild and crazy guy, Myron Cope. Myron Cope. You know who that is, Greg? No. Yeah, 35 years he was a color analyst. You, you looked it up, so you cheated. Well, I read the article, yes. You read the article? Yeah, I saw it earlier this morning that he had passed away, so I read the article. He didn't pass away. He died. Don't say he passed away. Same That's thing. so antiseptic. No, it's not. He died? That's it. He died. He croaked. He's worm food now, man. He's done. He's finito. Myron Cope, how old was he? He was born in 29, and uh, when? January 23rd. So he just had a birthday a couple uh, last month. 29 is 71, 79. Boy, just a your spring chicken. Myron Cope. He was a longtime uh, analyst for the Pittsburgh Steelers broadcasts. He's dead. Of course, Bob Prince is still dead. That's a real shame. Mike uh, Lang's alive, though, but uh, demoted to radio because he got stabbed in the back by his former partner there. Mike uh, stab, Stabberwald. George doesn't want to hear about all the sports stuff, okay? Oh, there's Chris Dodd, oh, who's just like Jerry Lewis, me. who's dead. Remarkable guy. Well, thank you for... Chris Dodd, who endorsed Barack Obama, by the way. Did you see that yesterday? Yeah. You're going to love this. Very short from a Smirking Chimp by Steve Young. Steve Young is great. Not the Steve Young from the football. See, that's who Greg is thinking of, Steve Young. Hey, Steve-O. You failed. Yeah, that's Steve Young. He sure was pretty, man, back when he played for Brigham Young, Steve Young. He was a pretty guy. A little bit too pretty, you know, in other words, Yay. like that. 
In what can be considered a magnanimous offer on the part of the sexual harasser and talk show host Bill O'Reilly recommended laws be changed to send anyone who hurts anyone out of the country? Yesterday, as he was skewering Geraldo Her- uh, Rivera for his take on how O'Reilly symbolizes the illegal alien, Bill told the folks that he had, had, he had the answer to handling crime and, in effect, threw himself out of the bus. Or on it, that is, if the bus was hauling bad people out of the country, as Bill suggests. Certainly aware that sexual harassment harms the target of the unsolicited abuse and that he'd been brought to court where he ended up paying millions to squash the sexual harassment case against him, Bill's calling for people or mothers to be banished from the U.S. of A. must be applauded. Uh. And as one who's often taken pot shots at the easy target Bill O'Reilly makes, I can only say, that took balls, my friend, humongous balls, well done. How do you like that? In other words, Bill O'Reilly needs to be deported out of the country, to which we say, abso-freaking, absolutely, even yeah. Mo agrees with that. Like Sierra Leone. Now, Greg around with Greg, that doesn't know from Mo, do you? You don't know Mo? I know of him from your show and from what other people have told me. You mean you've actually listened to this show? I have, yes. Oh, my God, I can't believe that. Probably back in the day when we could say something and play right. something and, you know, be a little bit entertaining. That's back it in for him. Days. So much for him getting ahead in this place. What do you mean by that? He listens oh, to the right. show. Oh, that's right. Greg listened to the show and maybe even liked the show a little bit. And he's bit working on it. And uh, he's done. He's getting maybe along with us. That's it. I hope, you're not, I hope you're not Jewish. I'm not. Oh, thank God. He's not Jewish. He's got his job. He saved himself oh, very hey. fast. Good comeback. Nice job. <laughs> Oh, my God, Brandon, don't start up with Greg. It's not, you know, we'll bring Josh Cordes in if Brandon wants to act up today. He says that Greg sounds rather fat like he has food in his throat. Are you eating now? I'm not eating, no. And, no, um, not, not, fat not particularly fat, but, you know. No, he's not. He's tall and lean. Tall and lean and mean, Brandon. He's going to come over there and kick your ass. He's not so mean. 904 vote on the pool. Not as mean as Chris. Chris could be pretty mean. Not your Chris, my Chris. I mean, you know. <laughs> so many Chris's and so little time. Jesus, Chris. Planned on getting. And also, Jerry, it's very important. Poor Chris Dodd, man. You know, these guys, he, he's good. He's a good senator. He's a good guy. He's brilliant. He's uh, got a great, uh, he's a good speaker. He's uh, got an IQ larger than his thumbnail. His father was a big crook in Connecticut, Thomas Dodd. But uh, he, no, nobody even paid any attention to him. And just like Joe Biden, you see how well, and Bill Richardson. And Bobby Richardson didn't do so good either. So Myron Cope is dead, and Bill Buckley Jr., William F. Buckley. You know what the F stood for? Well, you know who he used to have big rows with all the time? No. Yeah, let me give you a hint. Gay. Gore Vidal. Oh, I was going to say, you have to do a better hint than that. What do you mean by that? You say gay, that covers a lot of territory. Great intellectual, okay? How many gay great intellectuals? Yeah, you didn't say than, that. Other than me and Gore Vidal. You just Vidal. said gay. That was the only hint. Well... I was yeah the three of them Norman Mailer and William F Buckley and Gorbachev they all hit each other Bob Coons. these wild debates and they'd be on the TV shows screaming and yelling at each other and excoriating each other with words that even uh, uh, what's your name Maureen Dowd wouldn't understand well I got a Maureen Dowd column here by the way yeah can you handle it please I don't want to do a lot of reading here while Greg is uh, sitting on the board you'll think well, all the done about me reading uh, newspaper articles for four hours you know and reading the uh, telephone directory. Boy, if I could, you know something? I'm going to go in the other room during the break and get the Toronto phone book and just read, like, under Chin, all the Chinese names. There's 400,000 Chinese people here. I guarantee if I walked outside right now, within within the first block, I'd find more Chinese people than all of Dayton Broward put together. Now, why is that? I don't know. I mean, it's it's not the climate, because if you go on the West Coast, like in California, of course, that's geography, you know. 
Mm-hmm. It's only 80 million miles across the Pacific right. Ocean to China. But um, Well, where is it that all the Muslims went? Like uh, Cleveland? Detroit. To Le- Detroit. Why? Detroit. Why there, of all places? Dearborn. Yeah. WKNR Dearborn with offices in the Sheridan Cadillac, Detroit. How do you pick a place like that? I mean, don't they come from the desert? Shouldn't they have gone to, like, Phoenix or something? From the desert? Muslims? You so, know, so all you Arabs come the from Jews the desert? In New York. What are the Jews doing in New York? There's no desert in New York. Because that, that was the port of Rome. That was the port. Yeah. Where they would import everyone mm-hmm. from everywhere Well, they didn't, they didn't drink port. They drank Manischewitz and occasionally Mogan David. Oi! Mogan David. Oh, look at that. The Granite says he would have ripped Josh on Monday if the stream would have worked and he could have heard the show. Well, we're having some technical issues on Monday. We started the thing. You know something? It's a damn good thing I, um, I re-did our the thing here. I rebooted it right on the air. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Well, that's good. I'm glad your memory is that long. It was only a couple hours ago. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> yeah. I only remember the important things. I remember Mama. Most of all, I remember Mama. Life is about building a series of memories. And you know my only problem now? What? All my memories are in the past. <laughs> are you going to make some new right. ones? No, no new ones. Just old ones. Go get you some. No. Memories. I don't want to. Maureen Downsell, I got a big lunch coming up at 2 o'clock today. Isn't that good? Mm-hmm. Of course, there's, there's a problem behind it, but that's, I don't want to go into it on the air. Mama Cita in Mexico is having some problems, you know? You know how that goes. No, I don't. In fact, as a matter of fact, I think I'm going to give you her address. I'll take you care can of it. Wire her some. Sure. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll solve the problem. Give me her number. Maureen Dowd, begrudging is bedazzling, is the uh, headline of the article. Now, just, just don't start and get your nose into my uh, life. Uh, what? You started it. I did not. Just offering the help, man. A huge Ellen suddenly materialized between Hillary on a giant screen, interrupting her speech Monday night at a fundraiser at George Washington University in Washington. What better way for a desperate Hillary to try to stop her rival from running off with all her women supporters than to have a cozy satellite chat with a famous daytime talk show host who isn't supporting Obama? Will you put a ban on glitter, Ellen demanded? Diplomatically, Hillary said that school children needed for special projects, but maybe she could ban it for anybody over 12. Certainly, Hillary understands the perils of glitter. The coda of her campaign has been a primal scream against the golden child of Chicago, a clanging and sometimes churlish warning that all that glitters is not gold. David Brody, the Christian Broadcasting Network correspondent whose interview with Hillary Yard Tuesday, said the senator seemed dumbfounded by the Obama sensation. She's been so discombobulated that she's ignored some truism of politics that her husband understands well. Sunny beats gloomy. Consistency beats flipping. Bedazzling beats begrudging. Confidence beats whining. Experience does not beat excitement, though, or Nixon would have been president the first time around. Poppy Bush would have never had a second, would have had a second term, and President Gore would have stopped the earth from melting by now. Voters gravitate toward the presidential candidates who seem more comfortable in their skin. <clears throat> JFK and Reagan seemed exceptionally comfortable. So did Bill Clinton and W., who both showed that comfort can be an illusion of sorts, masking deep insecurities. The fact that Obama is exceptionally easy in his skin has made Hillary almost jump out of hers. She can't turn on her own charm and wit because she can't get beyond what she sees as the deep injustice of Obama not waiting his turn. Her sunshine-colored jackets on the trail hardly disguise the fact that she's pea-green with envy. After saying she found her voice in New Hampshire, she's turned into Sybil. We've had experienced Hillary, soft Hillary, hard Hillary, misty Hillary, sarcastic Hillary, joined at the hip to Bill Hillary, her own person who just happens to be married to a former president Hillary, it's my turn Hillary, cuddly Hillary, let's get down in the dirt and fight like dogs Hillary. 
Just as in the White House, when her cascading images and hairstyles became dizzying and unsettling, suggesting that the First Lady woke up every day struggling to create a persona, she seems now to think there's a political solution to her problem. If she can only change this or that about her persona, or tear down this or that about Obama's. But the whirlwind of changes and charges gets wearing. By threatening to throw the kitchen sink at Obama, the Clinton campaign simply confirmed the fact that they might be going down the drain. <laughs> I like that. Hillary and her aides urge reporters to learn from the Saturday Night Live skit about journalists having crushes on Obama. Maybe we should ask Barack if he's comfortable and needs another pillow, she said tartly in the debate last night. She peevishly and pointlessly complained about getting the first question too often, implying that the moderators of MSNBC, a channel her campaign has complained been sexist, are giving Obama an easy ride. Beating on the press is the lamest thing you can do. It's only because of the utter open-mindedness of the press that Hillary can lose 11 contests in a row and still be treated as a contender. Hillary and her top aides could not say categorically that her campaign had not been the source on the Drudge Report, as Matt Drudge claimed for a picture of Obama in African native garb, that the mean-spirited hope will conjure up a Muslim Manchurian candidate vibe. At a rally on Sunday, she tried sarcasm about Obama, talking about how celestial choirs singing and magic wands waving won't get everybody together to do the right thing. With David Brody, Hillary evoked the specter of a scary Kool-Aid cult. I think there's a certain phenomenon associated with the candidacy, and I'm really struck by that because it's very much about him and his personality and his presentation, she said, adding that it dangerously oversimplifies the complexity of the problems we face, the challenge of navigating our country through some difficult uncharted waters. We're a nation at war, that seems to be forgotten, she said, a war, of course, that she voted for. Actually, it's not forgotten. It's a hard sell for Hillary to say she's the only one capable of leading this country in a war when she helped in leading the country into that war. Or to paraphrase Obama from the debate here, the one who drives the bus into the ditch can't drive it out. Nice going, Marina. The queen. The biggest names. The best talent. We're done, Marina. Anito, baby. Four hundred five sixty QAM. The fourth leader. Hello, and welcome to A Current Affair. Good morning, Senator McCain. Good morning, George. How are you? Great, but my name's John. Uh, tell us about your health care plans. So we're going to help children with their health insurance and hope that they continue to smoke. Well, that's not good. There's no doubt about that, my friend. How about foreign policy? Senator McCain, bomb Iran? I mean, we're trying to get our troops out of Iraq. I don't think Americans are concerned if we're there for 100 years or 1,000 years or 10,000 years. You must be either on crack or crazy. And we're doing... What? Well, I didn't say those words. Why are you laughing and staring at the wall? <laughs> Senator McCain, thank you very much. <laughs> Thanks a lot, George. John, my name's John, and quit drooling on the mic. So you see, it's not just me that thinks John McCain is crazy. Thank God for that. It's pretty obvious, ain't it? Yes, it is. 1219 at 560WQM. Happy Wednesday to you. We got no Chris with us today. We got Greg from uh, the Joe uh, Rose Show. And he said that he wishes Joe would take his breaks on time. Of course, when you got an 80-minute break, how can you take it on time? That's to match his uniform number. Old number 80. Isn't that right? How'd you know? That's why Mad Dog's got the 88-minute breaks. Well, that's the way it is, man. We're interested in sales. We're not interested in programming. We're not interested in content. We're interested in sales, baby. That's what it's all about. Don't you have that cash register sound? Yeah, I got it right here. Hang on. Hey, whoa, I've got that boot I don't up. got it. You do. No, I don't. I don't got it. It's under cash. It is? Yeah. yeah. Cash? Regist cash register. Cash to pay? No, I don't have it. Huh. 
What's cash to pay? A bit. It's hey funny. guys, by now you should know that all women are whores. Yeah. Especially when you're bald. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the look, then you've got a problem. Particularly when you're a bald man. But there is a solution. With the new shredded cash toupee. After all, there's no such thing as a good-looking toupee, and everybody knows you're bald anyway. So why not try the toupee made from genuine shredded U.S. mint cash mm. and give her something other than your wallet to run her hands through? Absolutely. Okay, uh, let's see. This is from the Herald, so that, you know, it might be true or not. In a case that puts the Bush administration in a legal dilemma, Cuban-American groups yesterday demanded the Justice Department indict Fidel Castro for the Brothers to the Rescue shootdowns, as he no longer enjoys immunity as head of the state of Cuba. Relatives of the three U.S. citizens and one resident killed in the February 24, 1996 downing of the Two Brothers aircraft by Cuban MiGs met with a top White House official and presented thousands of signatures supporting the petition, as well as resolutions from several South Florida municipalities. Maybe like Sweetwater, like that, you know, in Hialeah. What's that, the... Some legal experts doubt the Bush administration will issue an indictment because other countries might seize on the president to prosecute U.S. officials. And long overdue, by the way. But the relatives and their, lo- and their supporters were undeterred. Like Henry Kissinger, for example. Let's fry his ass. Yeah. What about the butcher of the Honduras there? Richard Negro Pate. Hey. With several family members fighting back tears, Rafael Crespo, president of the Cuban-American Veterans Association, vowed to go after Fidel and Raul Castro, who've spoken about their roles in the shootdowns. Therefore, he said, we believe their declaration to be sufficient grounds for their indictment. The push coincides with Sunday's 12th anniversary of the event, which raised U.S.-Cuba tensions to their highest point since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Cuban-American groups have been frustrated by what they say is a lack of awareness of what transplanted that day, as well as the Clinton and Bush administration's failure to indict the Castro brothers. Why do you say we indict the Marx brothers? They're all dead anyway. Sure. What was your favorite one? What? Which was your favorite Marx brother? Groucho, of course, because the other one's... Uh, Harpo was... Uh, you know, he had some he funny cute, lines. Right. Nobody <clears throat> talks about Zeppo. To focus attention on the kids, Zeppo and... Uh, what was the other one? Chico. Oh, Chico. Yeah, he, Groucho always called him Chico. I mm-hmm. don't know why. You ever know anybody named Chico? Let's not leave Gummo out of there, either. And Gummo, right. To focus attention... He'd have been good in the South Florida, man. He could gummed his food with all the other old farts. To focus attention on the case, Miami Republican Representative Mario Diaz Ballard has sponsored a resolution condemning the shootdowns that has garnered 35 sp- co sponsors so far. Earlier this month, Miami Republican Representative Eliana Rosanna Dana Layton wrote Attorney General Michael Mulcasey arguing for an indictment. She was screaming, Communista, Communista, Communista. She, now, she and John McCain, man, that's a good match because they're both crazy. Relatives of the victims already have had some successes. In 2006, they were awarded $97 million in reparations from Cuba after U.S. laws were amended to allow the collection of countries' frozen assets. In 2003, a U.S. grand jury indicted Cuban Air Force Chief General Ruben Martinez Puente and the brothers Lorenzo and Francisco Perez Perez, the uh, two MiG pilots involved in the shootdowns. What kind of a name is that, Perez Perez? Uh, normal? Is that a family with uh, no imagination? Is that what that is? You know, a lot of us picks have two last names, as in yeah, most of us. Yeah, but the same? Why not? But the family members say justice will be served only when prosecutors go up the Cuban chain of command of the Castro brothers. They also want the State Department to declare the incident a Cuban state act of terrorism. U.S. citizens Carlos Costa, Mario de la Pena, and Armando Alejandre Jr., a Marine Vieta, a Vietnam War veteran, and permanent resident Pablo Morales were killed in the incident over international waters in the Straits of Florida. Alejandre's sister, Margaret Cooley, says Raul Castro is now cloaked in immunity, but Fidel is not. 
So now what excuse are they going to give us, she said. The political will is not there. Cuba is not that important. The U.S. government is terrified of mass migration. They'll do anything to prevent that. Oh, let's have another Marielle Boatlift. What do you say? Not. <clears throat> Prosecutions of heads of state are legally intricate affairs that are still being worked out around the world, experts say. There are additional precedents, most notably the arrest in London of Chile's uh, General Augusto Pinochet and the extradition of former Peruvian President Alberto Fujimori. What word did you say? You heard what I said. And the U.S. government brought Panamanian director, a dictator, what is his name, Manuel Noriega, before a court in Miami in 89, though Noriega was not technically head of state. Having the U.S. issue an indictment of Fidel Castro would dramatically ratchet up attention to the case, but experts warn an indictment could haunt President Bush and other U.S. officials. The administration and most governments, whether Republican or Democrat, are not overjoyed about the possibility of former heads of state being hauled in the courts of other countries under the concept of universal jurisdiction, says Robert Goldman, an expert on international human rights laws at American University in Washington. If we can make a claim to be able to haul into our courts Castro, then why can't another country attempt to haul former Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld or Mr. Bush or Cheney, he added. Amen to that. And, of course, Henry Kissinger and the butcher of Honduras, Richard Negro Ponte. Jose Miguel Vivanco, the America's director with Human Rights Watch, said indictment of Castro would be perceived by other nations as a political prosecution because it would have little practical impact. Castro is unlikely to submit to a U.S. court, and the administration lacks international credibility given its position on the illegality of torture and other abuses. You know, I'm, uh, I'm grepsing and uh, choking and gagging because I think maybe we'll probably have lunch at Red Lobster again. Okay. And I love the food, but all that butter, man. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. You should play that butter song. Yeah, I love that song. The New Beats. Can't stand. What, what's the name of that song by The New Beats? Can't Take Butter. No, that, that's not. The <laughs> yeah, that's it, right? Biggest names, the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. Red Sports Leader. Lando el pollo para acá. I can't take too much butter. It shoots right out my ass. Pepper and paprika. I can't take too much butter. I can't take it at all. My ass burns from Olestra and especially Sorbitol. There's your boyfriend on CNN. He through me too fast. Every time I eat it, I have to change my pants. I can't take The incredibly melodramatic Rick Sanchez is there on CNN. That proves that that network belongs off the air immediately, if not sooner. Right? Ain't that Yes, it does. Ah! Well, here's the story that you've been waiting for. Here's the whole, and it's only 800 pages. I'll, I'll spare you most of it. Okay. William F. Buckley Jr. dies at 82. Absolutely. <laughs> William F. Buckley Jr., the erudite Ivy Leaguer and conservative heralder, showered huge and scornful words on liberalism as he observed, abetted, and cheered on the rights post-WW2 rise from the fringes to the White House, died today he was 82. This is the same William F. Buckley, by the way, that wanted to have tattoos on people who were HIV positive. That's right. And then later when one of his right-wing friends died from AIDS, he, t- he had a change of heart. Ain't that nice. 
His assistant, Linda Bridges, said Buckley was found dead by his cook. At his home in Stamford, Connecticut, the cause of death was unknown, but he had been ill with emphysema. He was a heavy, heavy smoker, baby. He used to smoke on the ear all the time. He was smoked, uh, chain-smoking it. Yeah. He was smoking chains. Stop smoking if I like you. Otherwise, uh, go right ahead. Editor, columnist, novelist, debater, TV talk show star, Firing Line, harpsichordist. I never knew that. Really? Transoceanic sailor, even a good-natured loser in New York's mayor's race. Buckley worked at a daunting pace, taking as little as 20 minutes to write a column for his magazine, The National Review. Yet on the platform, he was all handsome, reptilian languor, flexing his imposing vocabulary ever so slowly, accenting each point with an arched brow or rolling tongue, and saving an opponent's discomfort with a wide-eyed, with wide-eyed glee. And he was like a lizard. His tongue used to, like, dart in and out of his puss, you know? No, I don't know. Uh, well, I'm just telling you. I am, I fully grant, a phenomenon, not because of any speed in composition, he wrote the New York Times Book Review in 86. I asked myself the other day, who else on so many issues has been right so much of the time, I couldn't think of anyone. Oh, what a, what a pompous ass. But he's dead. Buckley had for years been withdrawing from public life, starting in 1990 when he stepped down as top editor of the National Review. In December 99, he closed down Firing Line after a 23-year run with guests ranging from Richard Nixon to Allen Ginsberg. I'd have respected him more if he would have had Arnie Ginsburg. You've got to end sometime. I'd just as soon not die on stage, he told the audience. For people of my generation, Bill Buckley was pretty much the first intelligent, witty, well-educated conservative once on TV. Fellow Nazi William Crystal, editor of the Weekly Standard, said at the time the show ended, he legitimized conservatism as an intellectual movement and therefore as a political movement, a movement of hate. Fifty years earlier, if you could have imagined such a triumph, conservatives had been marginalized by a generation of discredited stands from opposing FDR's New Deal to the isolationism which preceded the U.S. entry into WW2. Liberals so dominated intellectual thought that the critic Lionel Trilling claimed there were no conservative or reactionary ideas in general circulation. Oh, if only that were true. Buckley founded the bi-weekly magazine National Review in 1955, declaring that he proposed to stand athwart history yelling stop at a time when no one's inclined to do so, or to have much patience with those who urge it. Hey. Not only did he help revive conservative ideology, especially unbending anti-communism and free market economics, his persona was a dynamic break from such dour right-wing predecessors as Senator Robert Taft, who was really very daft. Although it perpetually lost money, the National Review built its circulation from 16057 to 125064 the year conservative Senator Barry Goldwater was the Republican candidate and who lost virtually every state except like one or two, got whomped by LBJ. The magazine claimed a circulation of 155,000 when Buckley relinquished control in 2004, citing concerns about his morality. And over the years, the National Review attracted numerous young writers, some who remained conservative, George Will, David Brooks, and some who didn't, Joan Didion and Gary Wills. I was very fond of him, Didion said today. Everyone was, even if they didn't agree with him. Born November 24, 1925, in New York City, William F. Buckley, Jr. was the sixth of ten children of a multimillionaire with oil holdings in seven countries. The son spent his early childhood in France and England in exclusive Roman Catholic schools. He was also a very far distant Catholic, by the way. I just mentioned that right, in the past. Right, I knew that. His prominent family also included his brother James, who became a one-term senator from New York in the 70s, his socialite wife Pat, who died in April 2007, and his son Christopher, a noted author and satirist, Thank You for Smoking, he wrote. Thanks for smoking, Dad. Oh, what's Dad saying? I'm dying out of here. And it goes on and on and on. He spent a year as a low-level agent for the CIA in Mexico, work he later dismissed as boring. With his brother-in-law, Al Brent Bozell, Buckley wrote a defense of Senator Joe McCarthy in 54, McCarthy and his enemies. 
While condemning some of the center's anti-communist successes, the book praised a movement around which men of good will and stern morality can close ranks. Oh, my God. In other words, he was a crazy person who talked very, very slowly. With yes, deep and he made no sense. Right. That's right. But nevertheless, he brought, uh, you know, Nazism, he made it fashionable again. American people like Bill Kristol are helping to bring it back in the, you know, like that. 9.42 on the pool. I told you this hour we're closing in on 1,000. And once we get to 1,000, we're switching the pool. I'm going to do it now. Okay. Do I have Greg's permission to change the pool right now? Go right ahead. <laughs> or, yeah, go ahead or what? Or we're going to be upset. No, you're not. I'm bringing back the old ice cream poll. I like this one. We haven't done it in a long, long time. It had almost a thousand votes back in the day when we when a thousand was uh, very you know out of the ordinary on this show. You know what I mean? No. Yeah, you do. You don't remember those days? Well, you never paid any attention to the poll anyway. That's right. I'll tell you. Let, let me before I do this ice cream thing. Let me go back to the first poll and see how many votes we had. When Neil goes on another one of his frequent oh, and that, that doesn't have any results on it. Let's see. If you were a victim of circumcision, go wrong. What would you rather be raised? Forty-four votes. Forty-four votes on an early poll. If we got forty-four votes on a poll today, what would you say? Let's go home. Okay. We're done. We're finished. We're like swillery. Stick a folk in us. We're done, folks. The best ice cream brand is... I guess I'm going to have to... Oh, look at that. Godiva. Have you ever had Godiva ice cream? Yeah, I guess I have. I don't think I have. Oh, it's good. And they make it in pints, too. Mmm. Mmm. I'm going to say Ben and Jerry's only because of the old flavors like fish food, you know, and New York Super Fudge Chunk, and like that. And Ben and Jerry's is off to an early lead here, you know. I mean, I could say Hagen does, but they're not making the good flavors anymore. They had that banana nut for a while, which was just awesome. Can't find it for love or money, man. It's gone. And once it's gone, you know what they say? It's gone. Yeah, that's right. I hate that when a really good flavor comes out. I've been through this a million times. Why do companies do that? Just to piss us off? Is that the idea? Just to frustrate us? Just to aggravate the crap? And Ben & Jerry's new flavors, by the way, are so bad, man. Even in China, they say they're halushes. Crap. Horrible. Strawberry shortcake, my ass. Really? I'll go get the pound cake. Oh, yeah. Go get a spoon. Yeah. And the syrup. (laughs) <laughs> a gallon of it, I imagine, to cover that. And a couple of maraschino cherries, too. You hate people who say maraschino. It's maraschino, by the way. Right, I don't say that. Well, some people say maraschino. And you don't like the uh, juice from the cherries in the jar. No, you know me. I don't like That's juice. you're not a sugarholic like I am. Right. I could, ta- I c- I could take it, although I do love the cherries, though. There's Roger Clemens with that huge head. House committee that I just mentioned just some two weeks ago uh, where he denied the use of... Yeah, he's a liar. He's a big, fat, blown-up liar. Well, i got so much stuff going on here. I don't know whether to scream or put a banana in that banana split. Boy, I do like a nice banana split. Don't eat them very often because I'll be dead if I do. Right. I'll be dead anyway. The best ice cream brand is we got uh, 10 quick votes on there in the new pool. Let's see. I bet we got more than 10 now. we got 22. Ben and Jerry's 9. Briar is 4. Bastard Robbins 3. Bastard Robbins is damn good, man. Okay. The Rocky Road. Mmm. Okay. Godiva 2. Dairy Queen won. Dairy Queen, you call that ice cream? No, they don't call it ice cream. They, they don't even have the nerve. Soft serve. Even uh-huh. Tiny, even Tiny used to recognize sure. that. Sure. Edie's won. Publix won. Hagen Dazs won, and none for Starbucks. I didn't know Starbucks had ice cream. Do they? Uh, I guess. Well, they must. They're on the pole. 
Eric's Dreamery, Edie's Dreamery, uh, Carvel and uh, Seal Test. They have none. Seal Test. Seal Test and Pollock and Ice Cream. You know, chocolate, vanilla, and strawberry. Yeah, yeah. That goes back a thousand years. And sure. you know what? It sucks. Yeah. When I was a kid, I used to eat the, the strawberry and the chocolate and never Ooh, eat the vanilla. No, I couldn't handle never the strawberry. Eh, what? The strawberry couldn't handle it. You don't like strawberry? I like strawberries. What are you, like anti-fruits now? I like strawberries. You got some kind of a thing against fruits? Strawberry ice cream doesn't taste like strawberries. Wrong. Okay. You have my portion, Wrong. and I'm sure you'll eat it. What? I'll eat the chocolate. You can have the strawberry. Okay. Uh. Know that the Lord even loves Neil Rogers. Hey, ice cream lovers. First, there was Ben and Jerry. Now there's something new. Hi, I'm Neil. And I'm Bob. Have a taste. Yes, new Neil and Bob's Gourmet Ice Cream. With exciting new flavors like Fudgical Surprise, Blueberry, and Sorbet Hind. Neil and Bob's Gourmet Ice Cream. Like them. Have a lick. You know, you are really slipping in your old age. You forgot to add on to this poll with the one that's the obvious winner. Thanks, Brandon. And so did I, of course, but then I'm a doddering old fool, you know. Cold Stone Creamery. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't right, forget. Uh, but, uh, Listen, yeah. how many I'm times listening. have I said I've been there? What? How many times have I said that I've been there? Never. Right. So why should I remember the place that I've, I've had gone it. to? I've, I've never been there, actually, but I've had the ice cream from there. Well, none of the above. Brought right to the house. And again, this is your bag, baby. Oh, now you're going to tell me you don't like ice cream. I didn't say that. You don't like sweets. I didn't say that. I'm well, not obsessed like you are. You know, I have things. I am. I'm obsessed, okay? Right. There are two That's things I'm obsessed with that you're not. One of them is right. ice cream, and the other one is hot young guys, okay? That's right. So there you go. Now, right. some hot young guy with ice cream and, like, cold stone cream, he smeared all over his uh, body. That sounds good. To that you? That sounds like, you yeah. know, I could get my licks in. So get that on there right away, please. Right. I think that could be the eventual winner. I think it's going to be Ben and Jerry's. I could be wrong. I mean, I like the sweets. First, the first time we did this poll, now let me see. Cold Stone didn't exist. I mean, this is years ago. Ben and Jerry's won. Hot Briars was second. And then Hagen dies. Bastard Robbins has moved way up. Well, we've only got a few votes on there. It's, it's, it's the early going. Well, hey, look, I just got Stone. off the fax machine. What? Hey, Neil, how about Cold Stone Creamery? Yeah, well, there you go. You got it? Got it. There it is. It's on there. It doesn't have any votes yet, but it will. Oh, here's the final result of the poll we started with today. Which of these people do you find the most repulsive? 942 votes. We could have waited for 1,000, but, but why? It's like a Pyrrhic victory. You know, we, you know you're going to get there. What's the point? Are we here to prove something? No. No. Ann Coulter. Man Coulter's got 353. They hate her like poison, even with that gigantic uh, Adam's apple and that mangina. Rush Limbaugh, 242. Bill O'Reilly, 95. What a drop-off. Jewel Lieberman, 94. He's right on Bill's ass. I like them all, 66. 66 NITs, baby. Nazis in training. Sean Hannity, 60. Bobby Novak, 21. Miss Fudge, Matt Rajate, and Glenn Beck, 3. I don't think most of this audience is, uh, they don't even know who Miss Fudge is, do you? Oh, yeah, they do. They do, and they don't hate his... Uh, I mean, every once in a while, you might want to say Matt Drudge so they know exactly who you're talking about. It says on there, uh, Matt Drudge, on the poll. Yeah, but you only say Miss Fudge. Well, They might think that that <laughs> you know, has something to do with ice cream. I do like fudge. Oh, mm -hmm. man. I'm not that big on New York Super Fudge Chunk, either. I don't like... To be honest with you, any of the Ben & Jerry's flavors I find, they all pale in their insignificance. And fish food, I don't see anymore at all. I don't see it. I don't want, don't get me started with ice cream, okay? I have no interest in eating ice cream today. Please. You're the one that started it. <laughs> huh. 
and you're trying to tell us you don't like ice cream. I, mean, I didn't that? say that. What, what, <laughs> you just, you did. Why don't you just make things up? You know what? I don't I like you oxygen. Greg likes ice cream. I don't like oxygen. Why don't you just say that? I bet you Greg likes ice cream. Oxygen. Okay. Greg? I do like ice cream. Uh, preferably chocolate. Yeah, there you go. Or any kind of chocolate, you know. One, uh, yeah. one. I, I don't like coffee ice cream all that much. I do. You, know? you do? Sure. Why is that? Well, that's because like you coffee. like coffee. Hey, coincidence? Yeah, I can't. I, mean, I don't dislike it. I just, it's not something I would choose, you know. Right. In other words, if I was getting a banana split with like 18 scoops of ice cream, I don't think any of them would be coffee. Maybe that's, maybe one. As a matter of fact, that's the only reason I'll go into a Starbucks is uh, to get a mocha latte chocolate coffee. Oh, that whole Starbucks thing, man. What a pseudo-intellectual plastic oh, yeah. bunch of crap. Okay. Oh, give me a mocha latte, double-double, uh, triple-triple. This is the guy that's just know, talking man. about ice cream. I think ice cream is pseudo-intellectual. How do you like that? What? You're, you're the same, Every the same slob thing. in the world likes ice cream. There's nothing intellectual it's or pseudo-intellectual about ice cream. It's the same thing. Oh, my God, he goes in and he orders ice cream. Latte oh, what a pseudo-intellectual. Cafe latte my ass. No way. Yeah. Waste that, uh, be wasted on your ass. The best ice cream brand, Ben & Jerry's 22, Breyer's 11, Bastard Robin's 8, Godiva 5, Haagen-Dazs 4, Watery, Publix 3, Cold Stone Creamery's got two already and going to go zooming up. You'll see. The Dairy Queen's got two. Edie's Dreamery, two. Starbucks, one. Regular. Now, see, now we're getting... Why do we have Edie's Dreamery on there? Huh? I don't know. I mean, now we're going to start doing, like, the different uh, offshoots. Uh, that's okay. Edie's, one. Regular. Pedestrian, Edie's. Generic. Carvel, one. And Seal Test, none. <laughs> when I was a kid, I ate a lot of seal test ice cream. That's why I'm old and fat and diabetic now, probably. This is a story that Greg is going to be very excited about. The leaders of a congressional hearing on drugs and sports said today they will not take a partisan tone during the broadly focused hearing looking at the future of drugs and sports. Oh! All right, there's your tax dollars. How to work, folks. This is not going to be political theater, said Chairman Representative Bobby Rush, Democrat of Illinois, before the hearing in front of the House Subcommittee on Commerce, Trade, and Consumer Protection. There won't be any histrionics, which means I guess Swillery won't be there. The ranking Republican member of the subcommittee agreed. You'll find the atmosphere totally different, said Kentucky's Ed Whitfield, referring to an earlier hearing where baseball great Roger Clemens testified he didn't use steroids, even though his trainer Brian McAmey said he did. We're here to get facts, Whitfield said. The hearing included testimony from representatives of the National Football League, Major League Baseball. By the way, we don't care about the Marlins. They don't like us. We don't like them. They hit us. We hit them back. National Hockey League, NBA, and the U.S. Olympics Committee. Let me say it again. Wade Belak, now with the Panthers, he's a stiff. Okay? I just mentioned that for anybody who thinks, oh, now we got a really good tough guy. He couldn't play for a billion dollars, okay? He's an NHL player like I'm a rocket scientist. That's Wade Belak. Even Greg agrees with that. You know who Wade Belak is? Yes, he was just acquired in the trade. <laughs> but do you have any idea who he is? Sounds like he might be a comedian based on your reaction. He might be what? He is a comedian. He doesn't mean to be, but he is. And you know where he came from, what team he comes from? Uh, Toronto Maple Leafs. Very good. The Toronto Maple Leafs, that's it. Made some big moves yesterday. They got rid of Hal Gill, and they got rid of uh, Chad Kilger, and they got rid of uh, this stiff, Wade Belak. And the Panthers got two of the stiffs. Nice going there, uh, Jacques Martin, Jacques Strap. We want to get the stakeholders in the room where I've said everybody will have the chance to comment, and we're going to come up with a bill. Baseball Commissioner Bud Selig was the first to give his opening statement. He admitted baseball was slow to react to the steroid problem, but there have been significant steps made in recent years. 
He pointed to the fact that there have been only five positive tests for performance-enhancing substances over the past two Major League Baseball seasons as proof that the current policy is working. He called the Mitchell Report released in December looking at steroids in baseball a roadmap to dealing with future per- drug problems in baseball and time to the implementation of several of its recommendations. We don't need any roadmap. We don't need Congress wasting our tax dollars and our time potching around with steroids and baseball and football and croquet and all of this crap, okay? All of this uh, schweinerei. God. Oh, yeah, Dove ice cream with a hard piece of chocolate crisp on it. Yeah, Brandon started. And on one end, he says, oh, don't go, don't go eating the bastard or bastard Robbins today. And then right. they don't do it. And then he's starting to push with the, yeah, Dove. Mm-hmm. You want to put that on there, Those Dove? Yeah, we should. Dove bars. Mm-hmm. Especially the hard chocolate uh, with the dark chocolate on the inside. Ooh, yeah. That'll kill you. Especially if you're diabetic like me, that'll put you over the edge. How's the cold stone is up to four votes? It's uh, moving up there very slowly. George enjoys that cold and stoned. Oh, yeah. Or warm and stoned. Or hot and stoned. Nothing like warm ice cream, man. Ooh. Mm. Hot fudge. Re- real hot fudge. Huh? There's nothing worse than getting a hot fudge sundae and the fudge is cold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Bad. That's what microwaves are for, though. The fudge should be really, really hot. That's what microwaves are for. Once upon a time, back in the day, you go into, uh, like, a, a drugstore. I know I'm reminiscing and it's, like, bad, but it's true. You go to the soda fountain in a drugstore, and, and many of the joints had them, you know. And they'd make you a great cheeseburger on the grill. And, you know, they'd put, they'd put the cover over the, uh, once they put the cheese on the burger, mm-hmm. and they'd put the pan cover on top of it to make sure the oh, cheese yeah. melted just oh, right. Oh, yeah. Mm. And then you'd get a hot fudge sundae, and they would, like, ladle from that. They had this thing that kept the fudge really hot all the time. And they'd ladle. Just, in fact, if you were really smart, you'd tell them, put, put fudge in the bottom and on the top. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Mmm. Oil prices. Thank you again, Mr. President. We can't thank you enough. You butcher, you murderer, you lunatic, you maniac, you dumbo, you scumbag. Oil prices broke through a new intraday high of $102 a barrel today. As a slide in the U.S. dollar prompted investors to pump more money in energy futures as a hedge against inflation. Did you hear that? As a slide in the U.S. dollar. Thank you for that strong U.S. dollar, too, Mr. President. Let me turn on the uh, gambling channel here now. Power lunch. So many forces in effect. Oil. It was almost in, a dollar, impossible $100.81. Uh, any change. Does that sound correct? Market's up, though. I don't know that study either. Um, I think it would be interesting to see what difference is now. That's the gambling channel, by the way. The euro is 151 and a quarter. 151 and a quarter against the U.S. dollar. The euro. Oh, my freaking God. Good God almighty. And that Canuck dollar is starting to go up again. Just when it was down to about 97, 98 cents, look, it was going to start sliding back where it belongs to about 65 cents, which would be sweet. Instead of that, it's like a buck, uh, oh, geez, 102.22. We got a 2-2 there on the end of it, 102.22. I wonder how Bishop 2-2 is doing. That's what they got across the street. If you add up all their morning and afternoon drive numbers, they got a 2-2 across the street. We never hear one more word about that. Have you noticed that since Joel Feinberg bailed out? Right. Except for that Dennis Collins, that intemperate uh, memo he put out. Oh, well, if the people at QAM are licking their chops, we have news for you. We still going to have the great, same great programming in our same one shares and probably at night a oh, point oh. like that. Who are you kidding, Dennis? You thought the snooze cruise was great. Wait till we have the, uh, the, the ticket cruise. <laughs> This is Arnold. This is not a tumor. It's the one to two hour. 
what you want. Loot. People, I got it. Loot. Some tax money. Loot. So you can spend it. Loot. Check your mail for a little rebate. When you get home, spend all of it. Hey, people, spend all buy of it. an iPhone. Spend all of it. Buy two. Spend all of it. Tell you what, this recession, loot. Don't worry about it, honey. Loot. I'm giving you loot. Some spending money. Loot. All I want you to do for me is to spend every last dime of it. Yeah, people. A big shopping spree. Stackable washer and dryer. Spend all of it. R-E-B-A-T-E. Pump up this economy. R-E-B-A-T-E. Go buy a plasma TV. Oh! A little rebate. Yeah, people. Your tax rebate. Spend all of it. Don't get tired. Spend all of it. Keep on buying. Spend all of it. Just don't put it in the bank. Spend all of it. Keep on buying. Spend all of it. <laughs> 102 at 560, WQM, and Sir Gigantic, 1-2. I don't know about you, but, man, this show today feels like we've been here 100 hours. I don't know why. I think it's Greg's fault. No, it's not Greg's fault. Greg is sitting there doing a fine job of not you know, of doing too is. much, just you know, pushing, the, pushing the button. Mm-hmm. At least he admits he likes ice, ice cream. Whoever heard of somebody that doesn't like ice cream? Nobody. You're making things up. Why don't you just make anything up? I know. That's okay. You do anyway. Neil's straight. Yeah. George is gay. You wish. No, no, I do not. <laughs> hey, we're just making things up, right? <laughs> Did I yeah. ever say I didn't well, like ice cream? One, I'm not obsessed like you are, so I don't sit there and, uh, you, you know, compare and brands. I, I admit and it. Say, there yeah, are a few so things in, in the world. I can take it or leave it. It's good, and if I miss it, oh, well. 96 votes on the new poll. That's not bad. The best ice cream brand, Ben & Jerry's 35, Briar 17, Bastard Robbins 11, Cold Stone Creamery is moving into fourth. I told you. They're climbing slowly, baby. They got seven. Now, you never had it, right? I, I might have, now that I think about it, but I don't remember when. Well, what, what does that mean, you might have? If you, if you would have had it, you I've never been remember. in there. Well, then maybe I didn't. Greg, you ever had it? I have. I and? actually like their uh, cake batter ice cream. It's very that, good. The one that they outlawed, the one that they banned? For a while, but it's back. Oh, it is back without the botulism? Well, that's good. At least as far as I know, it's been good to me so far. Oh, is this another one of these priests? Oh, my. You know something? Don't send me any more of these for uh, a week, okay. okay? Always from the same people obsessed. I mean, these are all good stories, and it proves a point. But what, what Gornish Telfin, man, what, what, what's the point? I can read a thousand of these every day about child molesting priests. And talk about a one-note Charlie or John. It says, hi, Neil. I, I could send you one of these every day until you uh, retire, it says. Yeah, that's right. That's the point. Although maybe there's something in here. Oh, yes, there is. See? Jeez, and I just cut it in half. I just well, tore it up. Put it back well, together. Me... Huh? I will. But i got to make sure i got the right page. I apologize to whoever sent this. This is a good one. No, I mean, it's not good, but it's just it's got a little more spicy, a little more spice to it. You know what I mean? Two new John Doe lawsuits filed Monday alleged that Kansas City priests sexually abused children decades ago. For the first time, accusations are raised against James Lawbaugh, who left the priesthood 39 years ago. A lawsuit contests he... He, he, I don't have the right page with the right page. A lawsuit contends he molesting the... <laughs> You're going to have to send these again. All right, come right at you. I don't, I don't think so. I don't think it's my fault. I think it just, it just is illiterate. A lawsuit contends he molesting the boy 
year-old Baptist. I don't know. It doesn't make any sense. Send it again. Sorry. It's coming. Sorry. It's my it's my fault for getting emotional before reading that last note that is so enthusiastic about sending this to me, and I rip it in half. What kind of a bastard am I, huh? What kind? Gay. Yeah, that kind. Old, miserable fag. And you want to know why? Because my the caffeine-free Diet Pepsi bottle here on the floor, it fell on the floor, okay? Which, you know, you knock it over every once in a while in my chair. And the cap was on not 100% tight. Okay. So not only did, like, some of it fizz out, you know, under the cap, mm-hmm. like in the NFL, you have to have something good under the cap. Oh, my God, and a bunch of it was on the floor. I had to go get a towel. I had to mat it up. The only good thing is I got good carpeting here. Thanks, God, for that. What a mess. What a lunatic. What a maniac. But everything's out of control now. Now, what were you saying a minute ago that was full of crap about ice cream again? Oh, I said that I can take it or leave it. No, no, but Cold Stone Creamery, they, you have to go in there, I guess. I've never been inside of one. Uh-huh. And it's like, like you know, like some places they put on a show when you go in, and they crush up, they, they mush up the different stuff into the... Oh, uh, there's a show. It's they have like a bass flavor. Do you they know dance? I mean? No. Like bass drum? Yeah, like a bass drum, right. And they bang on it. Slowly. Here comes that fax again. Two new John Doe lawsuits filed Monday alleged that Kansas City priests sexually abused children decades ago. For the first time, accusations are raised against James Lawbaugh, who left the priesthood 39 years ago. A lawsuit contends he molested a 10-year-old Baptist boy at St. Vincent's Church at 31st Street in Floor Avenue, 1968. That boy, now Fitty says the abuse happened in a short-lived Catholic program for inner-city youths during and after the riots that followed Martin Luther King Jr.'s assassination. Lobo told the boy that Martin Luther King would have fondled him himself had he not been shot and that Lobo was simply carrying on Dr. King's works as well as the work of Jesus. God. Reached by phone Monday at his Wilton Manor's Florida home, Lobo denied the allegations. Nothing like that happened, he said. The other lawsuit alleges that Thomas Reardon, you should pardon the name, mm-hmm. sexually abused a boy of age 11 or 12, either 81 or 82, at St. Regis School in Kansas City. This marks the 19th lawsuit filed against Reardon, who is among the most sued priests in Missouri for such cases, said Rebecca Randalls, the attorney who filed both suits on Monday. Reardon's denied all such allegations. He said he didn't rear anybody. Ever get rear-ended? He declined to comment Monday. His attorney didn't return calls for comment. It was a rhetorical question. The Catholic Diocese of Kansas City, St. Joseph, also is a defendant of the lawsuits, which claim negligent supervision of the priests. Rebecca Summers, a diocesan spokeswoman, noted that Reardon has not worked as a priest since 1989. She declined comment on the lawsuits. The ongoing goal of the diocese is simple and clear. We pledge to do everything possible to address past acts of abuse and prevent in the future, she said. Lawball left the priesthood in 1969 to get married. He was a member of the Vincentians, an order of priests and brothers who teach in universities and serve the poor through parish work and social service agencies. The Kansas City man who sued him agreed to speak with a reporter on a condition his name not be used. He said he grew up poor, one of 13 children in a black family with too little food and clothing. In the months during and after the riots, he and his siblings participated in a Catholic program that included free lunches, occasional treats, he said. Oh, yeah, an occasional treat for the father. Fort Ohio primary. They accused each other... Lawbaugh took them horseback riding, swimming into movies, and oversaw them on the playground. The abuse began when Lawbaugh walked in the swimming pool showers. He told me that the Lord had gifted me with an overgrown penis, and that he, Lawbaugh, was sent into the showers by Jesus himself to clean my organ of the devil's doing. Many times, Lawbaugh would measure my penis for girth and length, 
Remembering when he was 12 years old, Lobos stated to the boy that not many of the Lord's children have a wee-wee the same length as at that, that age, the man said. They don't have one the same length as their age. Oh, my God, I can't imagine what happened when he got to be 16. The lawsuit alleges that at some point, Lobos began abusing the boy sexually with the abuse lasting about a year. Lobos behaved as though the abuse was normal, the lawsuit says, and suggested he was providing spiritual counseling, comfort, mentoring, and advice to the plaintiff. Not many 12-year-olds have a wee-wee with the same length as their age. God. John Doe says that not, not long after when he started using drugs and alcohol, developed lifelong substance abuse problems that sent him to prison and helped him uh, end two marriages. He said he saw Randall's name in a newspaper article about pre-sex abuse and decided to tell somebody for the first time what happened. Lawball says he doesn't remember the program the plaintiff describes. I never, never abused a child at all, he said. After marrying, Lawbaugh had two sons and earned a master's degree in business, he said. He worked in jobs that involved Boston Community Action Programs, Massachusetts vocational education work, and sales before moving to Florida to care for his aging parents. John Doe is asking for other victims to come forward. Lawbaugh said, there's nothing on my conscience that caused me to worry. Wow, how do you like that? You got it? I got it. I'm looking for something. Oh, here it is. Okay. I like the wee-wee. That's what he said. It's going to take you a while, then. What? If you're looking Find for something. It? Yeah. Well, sometimes, in my case. Tie a string around it and you won't lose it. Or you know, tie a belt to it, like in the summer of uh, 42. <laughs> it wasn't summer of 42. It was the class of 44 or something like that. Whatever. It was a sequel to the summer of 42 with Gary Grimes. Whatever happened to Grimey Gary? He disappeared. He vanished. I don't know. Squirmy. Don't Maybe he Hermie. died. No. He died? I don't know. Hermie died? I don't believe that. Gary Grimes. Google him. Doing it. Are you going to Google it? Yeah. I'll Google it. And who was in that movie? Jennifer O'Neill. She was in Summer of 42, I believe. Getting back to this, uh, how did I get interrupted on this? Oil prices broke through a new intraday high of $102 a barrel today as a slide in the U.S. dollar prompted investors to pump more money in energy futures as a hedge against inflation. There you go. Great news. 102 bucks a barrel for uh, oil and uh, sliding American dollar in the tank, in the toilet. The He's dollar sank to still alive. Gary Grimes. They hit him with five shots. And he's still alive. And it was Jennifer O'Neill. I told you. You ever see that movie? Maybe. I don't know. It's a good movie. It's cute and sad. Oh, great. I'll miss it then. And he gets laid. I'll miss it. The dollar sank to a record low against the euro after the release of three disheartening U.S. economic reports Tuesday that show the economy is slowing as prices for consumer goods rise. The dollar's decline prompted investors to seek a safe haven from turmoil in the financial markets and the threat of inflation. Crude has cracked through the $100 level again. That's pretty crude, all right, and that's driven by financial investors moving money into commodities markets at Victor Shum, an energy analyst with Pervin and Gertz in Singapore, with Gervin and Putz. The U.S. dollar weakened against the euro, and the economic data also indicate that inflation in the U.S. rose in January, and commodities are generally considered a hedge against inflation, Shum said. We are therefore seeing these strong prices that really have little to do with oil market fundamentals. Little to do with fundamentals, but when you go to fill up with gas and they say, okay, sign over your uh, golden retriever and your Pomeranian and your three kids and your house, you're going to say, I don't want to. And they're going to say, too bad, no gas. Gas here. See, with me, I don't, I don't, I don't know. You know, I mean, well, I'm not a price shopper anyway when you got a few bucks, which I will have through the rest of this year. And then after that, after this year, then George is going to start loaning me some money. I got we'll you. take care of you, though. That's right. Don't worry about it. Don't worry, Joe Bell and uh, all the all the guys, all the Goyim and the Beasley, they're going to take care of all of us forever. <laughs> what are you snickering about? 
Cold oh, Stone is moving to the third. It just hopped over a bastard robin. So, and there's that Dana Bash again. Get off the hammer. Get off the hammer. Biggest name. The best talent. This is the two by four. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The fourth leader. Have you been abused in the workplace? Raped or screwed? Place your career in my silky smooth hands. Hello, this is Norma Kant. For the lore orifices of, uh, Norma Kent. If you need me to conduct business on your behalf, let me explore for you. It may take up to 13 months for me to explore, but I will explore for you. Call 1-800-THERE'S-SO-MANY-MEN-TO-EXPLORE. That's 1-800. Maybe I should not schedule syndication meetings for Christmas Day. If your cell phone does not work because you're in California, call 1-800. I want to keep Neil hostage to South Florida. Call now, and you will receive a free cell phone, one that works almost as good as mine. Thanks a lot, Norm. A hell of a job, baby. 118 at 5. cell phone. His name is Cesar. 60 WQAM. Myron Cope, his real name was Myron Sidney Koppelman, an American sports journalist, radio personality, and sports broadcaster, best known for being the voice of the Pittsburgh Steelers. But then again, he wasn't, he never did play by play. How could he be the voice of the Steelers when he was the color commentary guy? I mean, you wouldn't say Jim Mandich, right. as much as we love him on a broadcast, you wouldn't say he's the voice of the Dolphins, would you? Well, I wouldn't. No, neither would uh, Greg, I hope. No. That would be Jimmy Cephalo. Jimmy Syphilis, right. In fact, I can't remember who the uh, Steelers announcer was at this point, but then he was very good. I can't remember his name. But Myron Cope was the color commentator guy. He was the color commentator for the Steelers radio broadcast for 35 years, known for his distinctive nasally voice, idiosyncratic speech pattern, a Pittsburgh Jewish accent, and a level of excitement rarely exhibited in the broadcast booth. Cope's most notable catchphrase was, Yoy, double yoy, not oi, yoy, double yoy. To this point, Cope was the only American football commentator inducted in the National Radio Hall of Fame. His autobiography, Double Yoy, was published in 2002, with a second edition published in 2006. How do you like that? He died today. Dead. Wikipedia's on top of it, baby. It's got today as uh, his death date. He's okay. dead. You're not depressed? Me? Yeah. Never heard of the man. What, what is that all about? Why is Brandon hocking me about that fraternity guy call? What do you want, Brandon? The frat guy called. Yeah, what about it? He wants me to play it, I guess. Uh, I don't kill, know. kill a lot of good time. What? That. The fraternity like guy call? Almost five about minutes running, long. Running naked on the beach and that crap? Well, that says a lot about Brandon. Yeah, I guess so. Here's a mobile in Boca. Hello. Yeah, hi. How you doing? I'm doing okay. Well, you know, I wanted to talk to you a little bit about uh, this fraternity business that you mentioned. And hey, I just wanted to ask, do you have any best friends, and how long have you had those best friends for? Well, what does that mean? Well, it, it means... What does that have to do with this? It has to do Every, with... Everybody's with, uh, got best friends. I mean, okay, if they have any friends has, at all, sure. It has to do with the fraternity, and, and uh, not necessarily taking showers or, or all the other hazing and whatnot that goes on, but it has to do with hanging out with a bunch of guys. I, ha I, have two, I have two best friends. One is straight, one is gay. I've never had sex with either one of them. I've never seen either one of them naked, nor have any desire to do either one of the above. Okay, in a fraternity... Don't take showers with them. Don't snap towels at them. 
all right, in a fraternity house, we don't uh, socialize by taking showers together. If a guy takes a shower and the other guy's got to go to class, he goes in the shower as well. It's not Yay. a question of socializing in the shower. No, I'm not talking no, about socializing question. in the shower fraternities. We're talking about hazing and initiations okay. of fraternities me, and group I'll, sex. I'll tell you about hazing and initiation. When, you are, when, you, when, when you're in the age of adolescence, 18, 19, and you're trying to find yourself in college, whatever it may, college may be, fraternities lend itself to putting a bunch of guys that are like you. When I say like you, I mean they like the same interests, they play the same sports. They're a group of guys together that automatically, for some reason, I can't explain why, become your good friends for life. Now, when you have a good friend, and like I mentioned to you, when you have a best friend or mm -hmm. someone who's a good friend of yours, you share experiences with them, and part of becoming... You mean sexual experiences? No, well, it could be. It could be uh, two guys on a girl. It could be two girls on, uh, on two guys. It could be, uh, you know, uh, uh, in the bathroom, four guys taking showers with four girls. The experience, sexual or not sexual, is irrelevant. No, no, it is not. It's not irrelevant at all. Of course it is. No, it is not. When, you, when you're in a fraternity, your, your goals are to make friends. Because, and because you have friends. Friend, sir, because you have a best friend or a bunch of good friends okay. doesn't mean, A, that you take showers with them because you're going to be friends for a long time, and B, certainly doesn't mean that you share sexual experiences with them can I, or can I that you questions? have group sex I, with them. Do you, do you, you know, some of the, I belong to a health club. And in the health club that I belong to, it's, it's a completely heterosexual health club. Yeah, yeah. But the shower is a shower with uh, with six stalls on it. Now, do you think that I become part of that health club so that I can work out with guys and then go to the shower? I, I have no Absolutely idea. Not. Only no, you can answer that question. Okay. But that, is, that has nothing to do. I'll I'll I will, I will tell you this. There are plenty of guys who do, but that's beside All the right. point. That's besides the point. Me, personally, I do not. That's a bastion of homosexual activity is I in uh, health clubs. I do not go and join a fraternity. No, we, we believe you. Don't, don't sound okay. offensive. We believe you, yeah. The point of a fraternity and communal don't. showers and group sex and whatnot is not a question of What is the point of, of group sex? The point of a fraternity and hazing and the point of becoming yeah, close to one another. What is the point of making the other? What is the point of making the young kids get naked? What is the I'll point of you. I'll tell you exactly Please. what it is. Uh -huh. I'll tell you. I'll give you a, a straightforward answer. Please, a straight when answer. You belong, when you belong to a fraternity, and I'll say it again, you belong to a bunch of guys that are going to be your friends for life. and part of the So why, why does that require okay, them getting well, naked for you? Let me finish. Part of the experience of having a best friend, whether it may be a best friend that you play soccer with or may, whether it may be a best friend that you go out drinking with, yeah. is you share, you share intimate moments. Now, not sexual, Intimate moments? Not, not, not sexual. When I say intimate, I don't mean sexual. I mean intimate in the sense that you will not share that kind of experience with anybody else who's not your friend. For example, sir, you know something. This sounds so faggy to me that even I'm embarrassed for you, sir. You want to know? Sounds running, very faggy running, to me. Running through the beach naked with a bunch of guys, you're never going to share the experience with anybody else, <laughs> not even your wife or your kids or any other friends that you. Why would you want to run? Why would you want to run through the question, beach naked with a bunch a, of guys? Why do you want to do that? You Hold on. Hazing is not a question of you want to. You don't have a choice. Right. Because one Right, and when, why do you want to force these kids to be naked? Why okay. do they always have to take their clothes off, my uh, my closet on a, friend? On an everyday That hangs experience. out at the showers at the gym? Why don't you no. tell me the real story here, pal? On an everyday experience, people do not in a fraternity walk around naked, nor do they naked No, stop, stop obfuscating. Stop with the smoke screen. Stop with the no. steam in the steam bath, okay? Let's get you know back what? to the meat of the matter. Tell me why you want to see make these guys get naked. What I is that all about? Want, it's a matter of respect. 
It's a matter respect of, for what? No, it's a matter of lack of respect for them of, by you. No, it's a matter of lack not. of respect. If no. I respect somebody, I'm not going to force I, them to uh, degrade themselves and embarrass and humiliate themselves well, in says, order to be part minute, of my club. Question. If you're going to be part of a particular group of friends and guys, who says that... Sir, I'm gonna, I want to tell you, I wanna tell you is, this. Is yeah, I want to tell you this, okay? Without any more discussion, it's very simple. A child could tell you. If somebody demands that I get naked in order to be their friend, I'll pass, okay? There's a good message for all you kids out there. If any other male... Your age, older, whatever age, if they demand that you take your clothes off and engage in some kind of naked hanky-panky in order to be a part of their club, in order to be your buddy, in order to be their pal, run like a bandit, run like a son of a bitch. That's the best call I've ever had in my life. Biggest names. The best talent. This is Neil Rogers. Sports Radio 560 QAM. The sports leader. This is the most disgusting program. Yes. I urge everyone to complain to this station. Oh, Absolutely. Like we got a call here. The number one rated in the Mohammed and David in his own. At least according to my aspirations. Stay away from me. I don't even know how you have children. Miramar, hello. Yes, I want your take on Jay Fiedler. Oh, well, Jay Fiedler is a great quarterback and a good Jew. I like uh, well, not to mention he's got extraordinarily smooth buttocks. Oh, yeah! Yeah, but you got to be careful what you say here. Oh, thank you, Mo. No, 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 wait a minute, don't go. But I have nothing else to say. Uh, how about this? How's the weather down there in the Miramar? I'm right down the street from you. Uh, yeah. I have to go. Oh, wait, oh, wait, by the way, son. No, no, I, I have to go. Look, I tell you what, I'll hold you over the break. How's that, huh? I'll give you one of my old uh, tank T-shirts. How's that? Uh, no, wait! That was the only caller we had. The veins on your nose is glowing again. Door, 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 door. Door, 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 door. Door, 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 door. Door, 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 door. You've got big, wiggle veins on your nose and on your face. And around those oozing pimples you call my my nose glows when something stings almost every day i think and my veins as they start to tickle I had the noise, the noise, the noise, noise. Yeah, I look like a ball in a bag. That's because I'm a crazy old guy. With a nose that's filled with purple veins. Yeah, it is something like that you want to see. A giant turtle discovery. I know that's a bleeding purple vein. Oh boy, we sure miss those days. We'll never recapture those glory days. You know what? Yep. You don't think? I was missing him just yesterday. Who, the Molmeister? That's right, playing one of those bits. Pining while reclining. Whining and pining. Sure, he was whining and you were pining. 133 at QAM. Boy, this damn thing's almost over with. I, I'm serious. Once in a great while, you'll do a show, and it'll fly by like, like 10 minutes. Like, 
Yeah, like that. And other days you do a show and you sit down and I don't know what it is. Is it me? Is it the uh, phase of the moon? Is it, I don't know. Maybe the fact that it's 100 below zero. Let me see whether it got like above minus 10 yet before I decide to go out for lunch. Minus 12. It's worse than it was before. It'll load my minus 20. Minus 12, and the wind is uh, whipping. A wind chill of minus infinity, I think. Oh, my God. Well, what's this all about? You know what it's called? What? Winter? Winter. Not good. Nice good. Yeah, that whole uh, that, that call, it may not have been the best call of all time, but it's sure in the top five. Talk about rationalizing. Running naked on the beach with your fraternity brothers. It, it is a great, great call. Bear Running down naked on the beach with said. your frat brothers. Right. I was just telling Talk you. Talk about a uh, guy trying to rationalize sure. very, very gay behavior, okay? And believe me, I know all about gay behavior. Right. One of the few things that we agree on is that straight men don't contrive of ways to get other guys to take their clothes off. Right. That's correct. That is would absolutely never correct. would occur sir. to us. Absolutely correct, sir. Hazing. Hazing is sure. just a word for faggery. That's sure. Wrong. Speaking of that, police are investigating another possible hate crime against a gay person. After a man was beaten outside a popular city diner and a torrent of anti-gay slurs in Fort Lauderdale. The newest case has spread fear among Fort Lauderdale's gay community in a city that prides itself on being gay-friendly to attract tourism. The city made national news in gay media last week with the murder of Simi Williams Jr., a 17-year-old killed in the 1000 block of Sistrunk Avenue. He was found shot Friday morning, moments after witnesses heard an argument between him and two men. Police are investigating the case as a possible hate crime. Oh, there was a, a shooting uh, somewhere, and they took it out. I guess it wasn't important enough. Tennessee, not in a school, but like somewhere, a mass shooting. That's America for you, baby. Crazy people with guns. Oh, don't mess with our guns. Less than 24 hours later, Fort Lauderdale resident Melbourne Brunner was beaten outside the Floridian 24-hour diner by a man who shouted anti-gay slurs at him and his partner. The pair were eating breakfast around 3.30 Saturday morning when the man walked up and began shouting at the two, according to a police report. At one point, the man made a violent motion with his hand, saying, This is how I break faggots next, the report said. Brunner and his partner left the diner, but the man followed and blocked him from getting into his car. He punched me in the face. I hit the sidewalk, Brunner said Tuesday. The man took off his T-shirt, covered his license plate, and fled after threatening Bruner's partner. Police are looking for a sage green four-door Toyota Tacoma pickup truck with a bed cover and roll bar. The truck was likely a 2002 or similar year model. Bruner went to the hospital after the attack was also treated on Tuesday for severe bruises and marks around both eyes. He said no permanent damage was done, but he worries about his safety. I think it's horribly dangerous, he said, not just for gay people, but straight people, too. Sergeant Frank Souza, spokesman for the police department, said the two crimes are thought to be unrelated. He said the city is a safe place for gays, and it has few cases in which they've been targets. It's not an issue, however, we're ready to address any and all of their concerns, Souza said. It's an anomaly. They're not something we encounter frequently. I wonder what Mayor Jim Noggle will think about that, huh? He's probably going all right. like that. See, the Lord done it. It was the Lord's doing. Am I right? I bet you he is. The gay community has rallied since the murder of Williams and has planned a vigil for the slain team tomorrow on the corner where he was shot. The attack on Bruner is deep in fears. It'll make me look over my shoulder more often, said Wayman Hudson, Oakland Park resident activist who is gay. It takes away such a sense of safety in our community. Community leaders and activists say the incidents reinforce the fear of an underlying and deep-rooted homophobia. This couple was beaten up on Las Olas in front of a famously gay-friendly eatery, said Stratton Pulitzer, South Florida Director of Equality Florida, National Gay Advocacy Group. As long as there's a notion that it's socially acceptable to insult, harass, beat, or even kill gay people, we can never take our safety for granted no matter who we are. 
Bruner and activists say that comments by Mayor Jim Nogger last year condemning gays as promiscuous and unhappy may have created an environment in which attacks on gays are accepted. I kind of blame him for what was going, what's going on, Bruner said. When times get bad, you've got to find somebody to blame. Nogger was vacationing in Bimini on Tuesday and couldn't be reached for comment, despite a message left with his assistant and email to his personal address. Good old Mayor Noggle. Remember when uh, the Kenny and Vol Morning Show, they were sucking his uh, butt? I sure do. Remember that? Yeah, I do. And Kenny was going on about, oh, and Jim Noggle loves gay people. Ah, ha, ha, ha. Lord of the yeah. Lord. The, they uh, love King them when the they're rings. flaming, as in on fire. Yeah. The Kenny and Vol Morning Show. Boy, you talk about abortion. Even the right to, the right to life people were protesting outside our building. That show was such an abortion. The Kenny and Bo Morning Show. And by the way, whatever happened to Bo Camber? We don't have him on much anymore, thank God. Is he gone? I don't Unless know. he's gone, huh? I don't know. What about it, Greg? I think they're using him uh, primarily during football season, but I really have no idea. <laughs> okay, I'm not going to press you to say anything else. I'm not going to make you, I don't, I don't want to put you in an uncomfortable position, okay? Because there's a lot of things that you probably would like to say, but you know something? Sometimes uh, better left unsaid. You know what I mean? What do you mean? <clears throat> he knows what I mean. Just like, for example, we got the DA show coming up the next, because Jerks is on the way to, to where? On the way to San Jose? Uh, Los Angeles for the Lakers game tomorrow night. Well, I was close. So the DA show, he's going to be filling in for jerks today between two and four. Man, you might even want to listen to that. Certainly got to be a big improvement. I mean, 163 votes on the poll. The best ice cream brand is Ben and Jerry's 53. And once upon a time, I would have agreed wholeheartedly, man, when they made good ice cream before they sold a joint and started making crap. Briar's 27. You know, I, can't, I, I don't know if I've had Briar's in a long time. But doesn't Briar's make like a lot of those? I know Nestle's makes score. We've got to put Nestle's on there. I mean, Nestle's makes ice cream. I'll put it on there. Put it on there right away, if not sooner. Nestle's score. Mm. Nestle's score is Nestle's. What? Nestle's score. Nestle's. Okay. No, that's a brand. Score is a flavor. Get with it, mister. You better know your ice cream, mister, because you uh, sure doing don't. doing what you said. Hagen dazs 16. Cold Stone Creamy has moved up into the top five with 15. Bastard Robbins, 13. Not a damn thing wrong with Bastard Robbins, man. They make good ice cream. Publix, 11. Godiva, 6. Dairy Queen, 5. If they ever start making real ice cream, I might agree. Carvel, four, same thing. Dove Bar, three. Starbucks, three. Edie's Dreamery, three. Regular plain old Edie's, three. And Seal Test, Solamente Uno. Somebody gets the best talent. This is Neil Rogers. The sports leader. Mackinac, this is Joe Bowen, the voice of the Toronto Maple Leafs, and you're listening to the hockey authority, Neil Guy. The E, true Hollywood story. Amy Winehouse started young. It was very clear that she did like to drink. That I was like rolling home drunk every night. A damaging video of Amy appeared on the internet. The footage showed Amy partying. <laughs> Journalists weren't the only ones who took notice. Holy crap! I got kids on. The E! True Hollywood Story. <laughs> Okay, 145 at QM. Man, it's almost over today. A 14,000-hour marathon, it feels like. I don't know. Maybe just me. could be me. How do you feel? I feel fine. Well, good. What about you, Greg? You feel like we've been on too long today? feels like it's been a good time. It feels what? It's been good. Look at this poll suggestion. Who has or sells or serves the best coffee? Oh, my God. Starbucks, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, Denny's, or I don't drink coffee. I don't want to. 
I don't drink coffee. I can't. It uh, busts my guts open. So Scott on our MySpace sends me an uh, email, and he says, Fraternities are where you buy your friends. This has been said. I saw enough of that Schmidt at FAU when I was there 20 years ago. Alpha Epsilon Pi, the Jewish fraternity, was trying like crazy to get me to join. I kept turning them down. Then they started giving me crap because I was seeing a non-Jewish girl who is now my wife. Later, when they took over the FAU paper where I was one of the editors, I was forced out for not being an Alpha Epsilon Pi member. It's buying your friends and letting them decide for you who you associate with, who you can marry. Damn glad I kept telling them to show it. Nice going, Scott. We're glad, too. How do you like that? All right. Fraternities are where you buy your friends. Plastic. The term plastic a-hole comes to mind. I'm not saying that everybody was ever in a fraternity, but that whole thing about, well, I'm uh, rushing, uh, you know, rush this. You know what I'm saying? They're rushing to the shower. That's what they're rushing to. All right. To run naked on the beach. You know, the more the more you think about that, the less... Hey, you don't huh? have to think about it long. The less you can deal with it. I mean, it's just, just the concept of it is so idiotic. Oh, there's just... You'll never have that same feeling with anybody else in your life. Well, I sure hope not. <laughs> well, in your case... A feeling of grotesque embarrassment, yeah. I can just see myself right now going out running on naked on Lake Ontario, right? On the shore of Lake Ontario in the middle of July. You know something? I wish it was the middle of July. Minus 12. Can you believe it? I believe it. What? What is this? I know it's called wintertime. Okay, I just, I don't like it. I don't mind it if it's like mild and it's like, you know, minus 2 plus 1. A little, uh, you know, a little moderation there. Too much of real winter this year. Now, you chose to be there. That's right. And you know something? It could be minus infinity and I'd still rather be here than you know where. You know where? Where? Over there? Where you are right now. Where you're sitting right now. In that chair. 176 votes on the pool. Nestle's don't have any. I mean, I don't know if Nestle's makes like a whole line of flavors, but they make they make a lot of those candy ice creams, candy bar ice creams, mm -hmm. like Score, sure, and like Turtle, uh huh, and like M and M's. Yeah. Does Nestle's make M and M's or Hershey's? Nestle, I think Nestle. I think Nestle does. Let's do another candy show. No, yeah, no, no. boy, they yeah. hate those. They hate. I don't understand why. Why are they so uh, hostile about you, you that? You get hostile because I'm uh, ambivalent about ice cream. See, most people are ambivalent about candy. What about candy, though? Are most Same people thing. ambivalent about that? It's like it's good, but we aren't obsessed like some of you addicts are. <laughs> yeah. You understand? Like some well, of us I can, am. Some of us can take or leave cocaine, and some people are addicted. Yeah. Oh, you know something? Up until the last few years, I've never been able to understand that whole thing about addiction, you know? Right. And now I do. Sure. Like yesterday, I was like under the weather and a horrible day, and I, I had to go get ice cream, man. That's the only thing that uh, put my brain at ease for a few See, hours. Yeah, I'll bet you don't have cold, sensitive teeth. Once in a great while I do, but usually yeah. not. Well, I bet you don't have them regularly all the time, like all your life. No. Well, guess what? You do? Yeah. Well, too bad. Whatever. ...has decided how they're going to sentence him. Uh, they're trying well, why, is this, why are we supposed to care about this Bobby Cutts murder trial? You care about it? No. CNN is obsessed with this, man. Obsessed. Breaking news. Well, you know, it's something other than news. Of the Atlanta, Georgia area, we've been telling you that a lot of this, who's going to run in the general election, who's going to be the nominee in the Democratic Party, it's going to be decided by superdelegates. Well, John Lewis is a congressman here in Georgia, and we are hearing from our affiliate, WSB, that John, John Lewis has now switched his support from Senator Hillary Clinton 
to Senator Barack Obama. Oh! We're working to get our affiliate on the phone. Yeah, screen. get your affiliate on the phone and let us know when you really know, okay? Reporting on concerns over Democratic presidential candidate Barack Obama's safety on the campaign trail, Fox News conflated an egg salad attack on a Secret Service agent, Obama's sometimes overeager fans, and the assassinations of civil rights leaders in the 60s. Barack Obama's got a lot of big fans, but one woman went a bit too far, sending his Secret Service detail into action, Fox's Martha McClellan said on Monday. She went on to recap a story of a Texas State Capitol employee who became frustrated at a Secret Service agent who wouldn't allow her to return to her office when Obama spoke at the Capitol Friday. There's no indication that the woman, 47-year-old Tracy Fershing, was an Obama supporter, nor that she was seen as a threat to the candidate. According to the Austin American Statesman, the affidavit said Fershing told the Secret Service officer, you're going to have to arrest me and attempt to go past him. Sanders grabbed her by the arm to turn her around when she threw a plastic bowl of egg salad at him and struck him in the face with a bowl, the affidavit said. doesn't say whether the uh, egg salad was good or not. And was it with the kind with the mustard and pickles or the white? Oh, egg, egg salad. Ah, oh, horrible. You like that stuff? Yeah. No, come on. No, come on. If it's good, it's good. So you like a whole bunch of things like that you've never even tried or that you've uh, no, only seen. I don't like. I don't like egg salad. There's more than one kind. I love omelets, but There's I don't like anything that really tastes like egg, one like egg salad. There's more than one kind. Fox's McClellan interviewed House Homeland Security Committee Chairman Benny Thompson about the Secret Service's decision to provide Obama with security protection early in his campaign. Sometimes weirdos come out. Thompson said, if they did, or if anybody else wanted to do harm to him, he'd be protected. During the interview, in which McClellan invoked assassinations of civil rights leaders, Fox showed B-roll of African-American demonstrators being sprayed with fire hoses as they fought for equal rights. Oh, my God. It's just... Yeah, one Barack Obama fan went too far. She was heaving eggs out at the Secret Service guy. So says Fox Fake News, okay? Anybody with a half a brain no. buying Fox Fake News? No. Of course no. not. Do you think he got egg on his plate? Trailer trash. Are sitting there with their little uh, aerial, with their with their little tinfoil aerial on the roof, in their trailer watching Fox News, which is pretty interesting because Fox is a cable channel. I guess though in a lot of markets like there, it's Channel Seven, right? All right. Channel Seven is Fox News, and how appropriate, by the way, Fox uh, and hysterical Channel Seven, a marriage made in purgatory. Even now that hysterical Ricky Ticky Sanchez is on CNN, good place for him, by the way, excellent place. Good choice, Ricky Ticky Sanchez. 180 on the pool, our second pool of the day. What was the other one about? I forget. A few previous. It was about, the, oh, yeah, Nan Coulter and Rush Limbaugh. The best ice cream brand is not flavor now. I'm not going to do that flavor one again because vanilla will win again and I'll get all depressed and jump off the balcony. Yeah, I don't Ben and Jerry's you. 57, Briar's 32, Hagen Dazs 19, Cold Stone Creamery is doing nicely, 17. Not as popular as I thought. Probably a lot of people never even ate there. Even like you. You never had it. Right. I might have, but I forgot. Bastard Robbins, 13. Publix, 12. Godiva, 6. Dairy Queen, 5. Carvel, 5. Edie's Dreamery, 4. Plain Old Regular Pedestrian Edie's got 4. Dove Bar, 3. Starbucks, 3. Seal Test, 1. And Nestle's finally went on there, and it's got the big... Oh! Like that nun. Nestle's. Nestle's makes some good crap. Yep. I'll send you some. No. This is bad. I don't need Oh, wait a minute. Hold on. That was my operator error. Boy, it was a good job there by Greg hanging on. Hey, nothing's easier to do than nothing. I got a spot to do here, and I didn't do the spot. Do it. It's Dave. 
Security now, you moron. Ow! Now go ahead and ask your question. Okay. Why are all sport holes dumber than dog do? That hoist, Mo. I didn't like that question either. Ow! What's Ooh. that book you're holding? Ow! Let me see that. Sport hole guide to fantasy dating. I'll take this. <laughs> That's mine. Ow! Not anymore, it ain't. Ow! Now scram. Maybe you're right. Put it there, chum. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I got your taser now. <laughs> now see here. How do you like it? Now. Give that taser back. My heart. My heart. Bye, bye, bye. The best talent. And your home for Miami Dolphins football. Oh my god. Sports Radio 560 WQAM. Miami for Lauderdale. Rock solid.